Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 101 for the week of November 19th, 2019. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man in all white, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Monday evening? All right, I got to clarify. I'm not in all white here. I have a white undershirt and my white dress shirt, but I am wearing black dress slacks. The man in the white undershirt and the white top shirt thing <laughs> and, and dark pants. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, technically, you're wearing like a, a black headset, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. How's it going, man? You know, I'm great. I'm ready to talk about some Halo and other games, too. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I'm excited. DreamHack Atlanta wrapped up. We're going to talk about it later on in the show. Well, I'm taking away from what you usually ask me. So what are you going to ask me? What do we have on the show? A lot. Now it's time for COD. Another games watch. That was quick. It was quick. We have a lot to get through though. Yeah. What, so, do, we, what do we got? All right. CDL launch weekend matchups have been announced. Ooh. But not only that. So other matchups have been announced for the other events as well. Okay. Don't get me wrong here. But I'm focusing on the launch weekend because it's the first event. It's in Minnesota. It's pretty awesome. We're going to be there. We got season passes. What up? And uh, we're going to talk about the matches real quick. So on Friday, January 24th, we have Optic Gaming LA going up against the New York Subliners. The Florida Mutineers going up against the London Royal Ravens. And the Los Angeles Gorillas going up to Minnesota Rocker. And then on Saturday, the 25th of January, we have Seattle Surge going up against Toronto Ultra. Dallas Empire going up against Paris Legion, Atlanta Phase against Toronto Ultra, and Florida Mutineers going up against Minnesota Rocker. And finally, on Sunday, January 26th, we have Atlanta Phase going up against Optic Gaming LA, Toronto Ultra versus Minnesota Rocker, Chicago Huntsman going up against Optic Gaming LA, and the New York Subliners going up against Florida Mutineers. So my question is, yes. are all these teams going to be there? Because Correct. They are. Yes. So all the teams. All the teams will be there. At launch weekend. Yes. But moving forward, it won't be at each event. Correct. Launch weekend, mid-season, finals. All teams will be there. Every other location between those events, not every team will be there. Gotcha. And like I said, if I'm not mistaken, you can go to every, um, every team's Twitter accounts and or all teams' respective uh, Call of Duty League websites and they will have their schedule up for their events, if I'm not mistaken. So go ahead and check it out which teams are going to be there. There you go. Um, and then the other thing that people have been wondering about is, well, I see that every team's going to be there. Why are some teams only playing one match, right? I wish I had an answer for that. I think it's pretty stupid that not all teams are playing more than one. So, but I mean, what are you going to do? And then the other thing is people were complaining about, oh, I thought this was a tournament. No. It's the start of the league. Right. It's just like week one matchups. It's exactly what it is. So people need to learn what a league represents and go watch any other league-based thing. There Fair enough. Does football have a tournament? I mean, the playoffs? But what, what, is, what does the NFL stand for? National Football League. What does the MLB stand for? Major League Baseball. Oh, got it. Okay, so leagues are in the name. 
I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have entertained that, but I did. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, it's for it's it, not to be an asshole, but it's to hopefully provide clarification for those at home that don't know the difference between like a tournament-based format and a league-based format. So hopefully that helps out a little bit. Well, it's time for the competitive news. First and foremost, we have the Bama Lan announced. Bama Lam, ah, black bat, Bama Lam. This is by EJ. <laughs> You have so much energy right now for a Monday night, and I'm just I'm just trying to make it here. Hey, speaking of which, who do you think wins tonight? Monday Night Football. I have no idea who's playing. Me either. And moving on. This is on Twitter. <laughs> and I quote, excited to announce the first Bamalan at the new location. We have a lot of big things in store. Here are a few photos of the new setup. Next land is New Year's land. Land starts December 27th and ends January 1st. If you want more information, go ahead and check out EJSmith1128 on Twitter. There'll be more information there. But yeah. Bam, lame. Uh, next news story. Ultimega announces Halo 3 2v2. This is by Ultimega over on Smash.gg. So for those who don't remember, we talked about this briefly before it was fully announced because he was thinking about doing a tournament. Well, now it's official. Here are the details of said tournament. Welcome to our LAN Hero first ever Halo 3 MCC 2v2 tournament held at Dream Lab. Not Dream Hack, but Dream Lab, located in Arcadia, California. We'll have 16 Xboxes, four full setups uh, tournament ready the day of the event. Team space is limited, so please register ASAP. We are only taking signups and payment online. Day of registration will have an increased fee of $25, so $50 per team. Here's the schedule doors open at 11 a.m., practice and warm up from 11 to 12.45. Uh, tournament starts at 1, and tournament ends between 7 and 9 p.m. Prize pot based on 16 teams. First place will take home $280. Second will take home $160. And third will take home $100. Uh, house computers available for use with a $15 all day pass. And what to bring? A headset. We'll have eight house headsets and eight mix amps for a computer to use. And a controller. We'll have eight house controllers to use. There you go. Oh, and then uh, bring money because they'll have water and snacks. Who doesn't like snacks? Snacks are dope. Snacks are the bomb. What did you say? Snacks are the bomb. Oh, I thought I thought you said the bum, and I'm like, what? The bum? What the, the no? Or the bone? I didn't hear what the fuck you said. I'm sorry. Shall we continue? Uh, yes. Let's, let's move it. <laughs> Next news story. Trunks is looking towards the future. This is by Trunks over on Twitter, and I quote: "I realized I have yet to be on a practice team. I've been on very last minute teams or been a sub, and I feel I do well still." Want to change that come reach or whatever is next. So, uh, Trunks, I don't know if you listen to this show, Jeff. I, I'm just going to say this. So I tweeted at you and I said, we better fucking see you competing. And he said, that's the plan. That's the plan, Will. I'm excited. Next news story. Limited edition. Five years of HCS merch is available at DreamHack Atlanta. This is by HCS and Tashi. Now, I know DreamHack Atlanta is in the past, but there's a reason why I'm talking about this. There's a reason why I included it still in the news, and here we go. So first, they had Astro A40 speaker tags. This is on Twitter. We teamed up with Astro Gaming to produce special edition hashtag five years of HCS speaker tags. Tune in to uh, DreamHack Atlanta 2019 all weekend long for your shot at winning a set and a pair of A40s to boot. And then there's a t-shirt. Again on Twitter, as a small token of our appreciation, we've made hashtag five years of HCS shirts for all Halo competitors, including coaches here at DreamHack. Please drop by the admin desk from 3 to 5 p.m. today to get yours. One shirt per person, must get it yourself. We'll be checking the registration sheet. Okay. 
Now, if you were at Atlanta and you were a player or a coach, you got the shirt, right? Why in the living hell are you not selling these? At least, I I put it out on Twitter. I'm going to say it again. It's our goddamn show. Why aren't you selling them for at least a week? Will, did you see these shirts? Yeah. I want one. I'll pay it. I'll pay for it. I want the shirt. Give me the shirt. I'll wear the shirt. <laughs> um, I want the speaker tags too. Those things look awesome. And okay. Bungie, right? The, uh, it was Bungie's anniversary. They came out with a limited edition t-shirt of a, so one of the cool things back when was the blue was like your recon helmet in Halo. Right, it was something that everybody looked for was recon, the armor configuration, and then finally when ODST came out, uh, there were vidmaster challenges that if you completed all of them, you got recon. Cool, awesome. It, before it was only for like three, four. It was only for Bungie employees. Then they opened it up. If you completed all these challenges, they were they were difficult, awesome. It was sweet. You got recon. Then the next thing was oh, the flaming recon helmet, exclusive. Eventually, people are able to get it. Then, it was a blue flaming recon helmet. Or just a blue flame. It was a Reach cosmetic that you could get. So, they came up with this t-shirt. It was to commemorate Bungie's anniversary. It was a big milestone. You were able to purchase it. It was a one-time thing. They don't sell them anymore. I still have mine. The reason why I'm talking about all this is because this is a seminal moment in HCS's, in, in HCS's history, in Halo Esports history. Why not allow... And I don't know if they're thinking about this, but why not allow everybody else to have that opportunity that weren't at this event, the thousands of people watching online, the people who've been following this for years, so on and so forth, just the fans themselves, why not give them an opportunity to buy said shirt? Five years is a big milestone. Obviously, 10's huge too, but I'd love the opportunity to be able to purchase this, put money towards something. I'd love it. And those speaker tags too. Again, just ties into the whole thing. I'll leave it at that. Um, and the final piece of competitive news, Halo draft league season three playoffs information. This is by QX over in their discord. If you're not in their discord, check it out. Playoffs will start at 4 PM Eastern standard time on November 23rd. It'll be a double elimination bracket that uses the league standings at the seating of the tournament. Series will be best of five based on the, uh, besides the losers and winners finals and grand finals which will be best of seven. So typical tournament layout here. We will try to get the entire playoffs done on the 23rd, but if necessary, we will continue on the 24th. In terms of rosters, uh, teams can use any of their six players for any games in series. You can switch out players between games in a series or between series. There's also no requirement for everyone on your team to play, uh, so the same four can play the entire tournament. Additionally, this season's playoffs comes with a cash prize at the end for first place taking home $150, second taking home $60, and third place taking home $30. Will, that does it for the competitive news. Upcoming tournaments of the week this week include, on Saturday, November 23rd, we have the Penn Halo Presents, the benefit event for Vital. Uh, check out the tweet that we include in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show for more information on that event. And then on Sunday, November 23rd, November 24th, I can't speak right now, the SWAT Nation $650 2v2 SWATiversary. Again, check out the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show for more information on that. Will, what's next? Rostermania! So, 
Um, WrestleMania will happen during the DreamHack Atlanta Post Show. Technically. There... Well, it'll be recap. Yeah. So there you go. You get another soundbite from us. Hell yeah! I'm excited. Hey, Will. Yes, sir. Since we don't have anything in roster media right now, mm-hmm. what do we got for the tournament and league recaps for the week? All right. Let's start off with the uh, Halo Premier League weekly match results. First up is Martial Punishment against FTP. The series went 3-1 to Martial Punishment. Martial Punishment also went up against Team Zero. It was a 3-2, so a closer series going to Martial Punishment. And Team Zero was, well, I believe, the number one seed still at that time. So there you go. The Halo Draft League weekly match results. Looks like we had one. It was Quit the Build versus Optimistic. Series went 3-0 to Quit the Build. We did have the Twitch Rivals Legends of Halo results. Teams are as follows. Fourth place went to Snipedown Summit, Neighbor, and Ogre 2 with $5,000. Third place went to T-Squared, Ace, Ryan Noob, and Tanner Slays, taking home $7,500. Second, Lethal, Hysteria, APG, and Legion, $12,500. And first place, taking home $16,000, Fear Itself, Snakebite, Royal 2, and Gags. So there you go. Those were the confirmed teams. That's what we had. And uh, let's just say Summit was not happy. No, he was the only one playing on mouse and keyboard. All the other players were on controller. Yep. And mouse and keyboard at that point during that build had input lag and a bunch of different issues. Capped at 60. He wasn't happy. Well, let's just say that a lot of people that primarily play on PC when it comes to shooters are not going to be happy when Reach releases. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. All right. And then last tournament here was Halo Wars 2 World Series results. 7th through 8th, we had Super Squid 333 in Allied Frazier 77. 5th through 6th was Power Moes 114 and Cars and Cameras. 4th place went to Diverse. 3rd, EOD Spartan Seb. 1st, 2nd, Rock Generation in Almirante 99. So, here we go. Rock Generation brought Almirante 99 to a second best of five, and the final series is postponed until sometime next week. They had been casting all day, and uh, it went the distance, mm-hmm. and they weren't necessarily expecting that to happen. And so, yeah, Rock Generation, coming from losers, went up against Almirante in the grand finals. Reset the bracket. Resets the bracket, and they're like, this has gone on a really long time, so they're going to ride this momentum in the next week. Both players are going to come in. Who knows? Maybe they'll be lukewarm. Who knows? This could be a total reset for uh, Almirante, though. We'll see. Almirante was running house the entire tournament. So, who knows? I think this is going to be fun to watch that second best of five. But, yeah. There you go. All right. Brackets and VODs will be included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Sweet. That's all I have for tournament league recaps. So for our topics of the week, that's right. We have more than one. As a matter of fact, we have three. So the first one, we have the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HPTCASB for short. Matchup number two results. This was Shotzi going up against San. Our Twitter poll results are in. Can I get a drum roll, please, Will? I don't have next time. All right. <laughs> Oh, are you going to make a soundbite? I'll make a soundbite. Yes, more soundbites. Well, okay, so the Twitter poll results are in. 
Here we go. With an overwhelming 83% of the vote, it's it's Shotzi. It was Shotzi. Yep. 17% went to Saiyan. And uh, you heard our deliberations. We already had a feeling what was going to happen here. But hey, we put out the poll. There's a reason why we put out the poll. There you go. Shotzi wins. Shotzi moves on. But that's not the only uh, piece of bracket information that we're going to talk about today. As a matter of fact... We have our HTS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HPTCASB for short, matchup number three to talk about. It's Frosty going up against Ace. It's time. Will, who do you want to start with this week? Let's start with Frosty. <clears throat> so before, before you get into it, for the listeners at home who are tuning in now and uh, don't know exactly what we're talking about, the five years of HCS, they put out their own bracket, their own all-star bracket. We did our own as well. This time taking a lot of community feedback. We want to know who you guys wanted to see in the bracket. We made our bracket. Every week we talk about a separate matchup. And then the next week we bring the results and talk about another matchup, so on and so forth, until we have a winner. It's the third matchup. Frosty, Ace, Will. You're not on the bracket, but what do you got? <laughs> All right, so let's see. Let's uh, run with hard stats first. Through Halo 5, Frosty had a 1.71 KDA and a 1.06 KD. So that lands him top tie, tied for 10th all-time for top KD. And 12th for KDA. For KDA. Okay. All time. And he's been there since the beginning of Halo 5, basically. Yeah. So and it looks like he did have some Halo 2 anniversary tournaments as a challenger team. Do you really want to talk about those right now? I mean, he never placed top six. No, which was surprising. I mean, kind of, but not really. Because he didn't really shine until five. Right. So. Yeah, let's run through it. Started off with H2A. Yep. On a team called Excellence Gaming for most of that span. They did take first at the PGL Challenger Series 2 playoffs. They did. Don't know if that really meant anything at the time. I mean, realistically, they won six grand between the four of them. It was L-Town, Frosty, Eco, and Suspector. So some names you do know. Yeah. From Halo 5. Yep. So after that was over, well, let's see, the HCS Season 2 finale, finals, they took 7th to 8th. So they, they won their challenger game, moved yep. up into the pro bracket, so to speak. Sure. Took 8th. Didn't really make a splash. Nope. Moving on to Halo 5. Where the splash was made. He played in Iron Games Daytona 2015. He took first place on that squad. Apparently, it was just called Daytona. Yeah. And it was APG, Frosty, Aries, and uh, uh, Rabid. I guess I'm not familiar with Rabid. But they took first place. Yes. By the next month, he's picked up by CLG. Here we go. And I think the rest is history from there. Um, 
everyone knows that that run that CLG optic talks, whatever you want to call them at this point went on. Um, never really finishing outside the top two until when just H3 recently, right? Every major event of 2016, 2017, and 2018 resulted in the team Frosty has been on to be in the grand finals. Every major event. So young talent just exploded on the scene. Um, He fit that roster perfectly. And that was, you know, you look at Tox and sometimes, you know, it's... It's the team that makes it work. It's, yep. you know, they do have, it's argue, argue, arguably, arguably that maybe Royal Tour Lethal are the best, they're the, the best players over yeah. the past. We, we've gone through this bracket so many times in our heads, and if it yeah. came down to pure statistics, then Lethal would win. Like, it'd, it'd be no contest. He's the winningest player of the HCS era. But that's but then, not how this is going to break down, obviously. But then you have, you know, like you said, Frosty made you have Frosty and Snakebite on that team and the team just gelled so well together and they all worked together so well that it, it was insane what they were able to inco- accomplish. You know what the other cool thing is? If you go back and you potch uh, like older tournaments or older scrims that they were together of, because obviously Halo 5 isn't being played in the major competitive sense anymore. Um, but if you go back and you watch those events or you listen to those scrims, listen to those listen-ins, Frosty's usually the one that's telling people what's going on. That's keeping the communication alive for their team. It's true. He's the one. And I'm like, you have this kid, literally this kid coming in and hanging with these veterans, showing all these old guys, what the hell is up? All these jumps, all these moves that nobody's seen before. He was the first, he was that guy. He was Shotzi before Shotzi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I know, again, we can bring the prize pool winnings into it, but a lot of this was heavily affected by the million-dollar Halo World Championship 2016. Yes. And then, um, again, World Championship 17. And then another big prize pool. Um, I guess just the World Championships, really. Uh, another 200 grand. Um, but... His total prize pool winnings over, you know, since 2014, December 2014 till now, $2,358,500. Split amongst the team. Split amongst the team and the org, whatever. Right. It's still that's massive amount. All right. Let's talk about Ace. Hold on. You have more on Frosty. I just want to, I just want to say this real quick. Okay. I'm going to run through. Just listen to this, because this is bonkers to hear out loud. I'm going to run through every event. I'm not going to read out the event names. I'm just going to say placings. Ready for this? Sure. Every major event. 2016 season. First, second, first. 2017 season. First, first, second, first, first. 2018 season. Second, 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 first, first. That's the season that Splice came out of the scene and tore things up. But... Oh, and you can't forget DreamHack Dallas and Grassroots Halo 3 where they took second with Falling Esports. No, it, Frosty's insane, man. He's insane. And we yes, you can't discount his teammates 
on that CLG Optic Tox roster. You just can't do it. But I'm telling you, man. But he was the one, like you said, he was the Shotzi before Shotzi. He was the oh. one changing the game with the jumps and the movement. Kid's and, insane. So him being that piece of that team allowed the, what Tox, what, or what do you want to, I don't know what the hell to call these guys. So at the time it was CLG when he joined. Yeah. So when Frosty joined CLG, they already had the core, like, halo down, right? Yeah. Positioning, movement, when to, when to peek out, when to move away. Yep. And him adding that, that advanced movement into that team made them that much better. Yeah. Insane. All right. On to ace now. On you ready? I'm, I'm ready. All right. Uh, personally, I don't know much about Ace. I I just don't. He's been around a long time. Yes, I can see that looking at his Gamepedia page. Yes, he has been around a um, very long time. He is also the Halo 4 Global Champion. Beating out Pistola. In a 1v1. I do see that. But yes. that's more than five years ago. Oh, it's very true. I'm just saying like that's what it was accolades. <laughs> so... Because he doesn't have many during the HCS era, I can tell you that much. I mean, yeah, looking at this, it's it's sporadic, right? Yep. A lot of five, fifth through eighths. Um, you get some three and fourths in some MLG game battles or qualifiers. But the 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 biggest placing he had was at Face It Ignite when he joined Tox. Yep. With Snake by APG and Snipe Down. Are you ready for this stat? Hit me with it. Throughout the lifetime of competitive Halo 5, Ace has never been on a team where a major placing was never better than fourth. He never got better than fourth place at a major Halo 5 event. Ever. Now, when realistically, fourth place is pretty damn good. Right, but when you're, we're talking about the the top of the tops here. Right, we're right? talking about an all star. So that that player that defines competitive Halo during the eight, during the first five years of the HCS. Like we're talking, we're talking about the LeBron James, the Tom Brady of Halo right now. And when you just, I mean, realistically, when you just put those placings together, it doesn't. It just doesn't add up to doesn't add up to first ever. All right, um, bringing in the hard statistics here with uh, KDA. He was twenty first on the list of Halo Five players, and then his KD was not in the top ten, so I forgot to write it down. Point nine zero. Point nine zero for KD, and then KDA was one point five seven. Perfect, you got it. Yes, thanks, Halo Data Hive. Nice. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have, I feel like Ace is, uh, uh, from what I've seen, looks like a great guy. Oh, he is. Absolutely. And he's, and he's not a bad Halo player. Let's get no, things yeah, straight like, here. It sounds like we're bringing yeah, him down. But exactly. And I don't mean that at all. No, the kid's, he's not even a kid. He's, he, no, uh, he's fantastic. Yes. Um, but we're looking at hard stats here. What we've seen throughout his career going up against Frosty. It's hard to say that Ace would win 
No. It, 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 like you put these guys in a 1v1, I feel like Frosty might be able to uh, mess around a little bit. Now, here's the question. What game are we talking about at that point? I mean, it, because if we're talking about Halo 2, Halo 3, Ace would have his way. Ace might have. No, he will. Okay. If, if I'm telling you, if Ace is, Ace had his biggest uprising during Halo 3, okay? His brother yeah. is Elamite, all right? So he had that to look up to, to bring him up, to compete against, alongside, whatever it may be. And then, so during Halo 2, Halo 3, I'm guaranteed Ace would wipe the floor of them. But if it was Halo 5, it'd be no question. Yeah. But that's the thing. We really didn't see Frosty in Halo 3. Nope. That's that's the problem, right? Because as soon as the grassroots event started up, Ace had much better placings overall on the teams that he was a part of. So So you could so, argue, depending on the game. It's true. If maybe I mean, but looking at Okay, so Frosty did play in two tournaments, DreamHack Dallas and UGC Atlantic City. Yep. He took second place at both of those. True statement. Um, the first team at Dallas was Eco, Ace, Neighbor, and Frosty. Yep. And then at uh, Atlantic City was Snipe Down, Frosty, Pistola, and Eco. Right. So, Fro- I mean, Frosty's in good company. When he when he's been playing these tournaments based on those Halo three players, mm-hmm. but I guess he he might be able to hold his own against Ace. I would I would love to see this. These two get together and do a Halo five one v one and a Halo three one v one, so we can see what it looks more dominant, right? And then finish it up with a Halo 4 1v1 where we can bring back the Halo 4 Global Championship and see if Ace can reclaim the throne. There you go. See what happens. I'm just kidding. I don't want that. (laughs) No one wants a Halo 4 tournament. Hey, now. Hey. (laughs) This is what dreams are made of. Okay. I'm not doing Hillary Duff right now. Okay. I'm good. You know what's sad? Anything. There's going to be younger people who have no idea what I just did there. Nope. Disney Plus. Go watch the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, it's on it's there. On Disney Plus. Mandalorian, man. We are Ooh. not sponsored. Not an ad. Nope. Good show, though. Very good. Uh, Mandalorian? Yes. Yes, Mandalorian. Not <laughs> the Lizzie McGuire movie. Let's get things straight here. Good Lord. Um, Yeah. Anything else to say about these two players? I mean, people no. do love Ace. No, and I do, too. I have nothing against him. I think he's a phenomenal player. It's just if we're talking about in the grand scheme of HCS, the first five years, I think. Yeah. We did our deliberations. We'll leave it to the Twitter poll. All right, Twitter, do your work. We'll see what happens. Do it up. Will, shall we move on? Let's do it. It's time for our DreamHack Atlanta post show. DreamHack Atlanta happened over the weekend. It was a hype event. I had a great time. You know what's great? I'm going to shout out my wife right now. Natana, shout out to you. I know you don't listen to this show. That's besides the point. Shout out to you because you let me watch the majority of the tournament this weekend. Yeah, we had our house showings and whatnot. Yeah, we had baby things to do and dinners to attend. But... For the majority, you allow me to watch the the event without any 
distractions. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I love you very much. And because I got to watch basically the entire thing, I don't know. I have thoughts. Lots of thoughts. A lot of other people have thoughts too. Will, you have thoughts? Sure. We're going to talk about them. (laughs) First, we're going to talk about the talent real quick. So remember last week when we said we didn't have the talent lineup? We do now. And it was going to happen like during that week. It It did. So we have your host, which was Shyway. Casters included T-Squared, Gaskin, Clutch, and Onset. And then the Observer was Heinz. And Lottie made a surprise appearance. No, she didn't have to. She showed up, but she... Yeah, she was there. Yeah. Yeah. She was at the Esports Awards. Yes. She was hosting it, wasn't she? She was. Yes. Phenomenal job as well. And then she stopped over and uh, made some predictions about Tox winning. Who knows if those came true? It's the easy bet, right? I'm, was it though? When we were talking about it, it wasn't necessarily easy. We were nearly flip flopping. Very true. Yeah. It was tough. Who knows if they're true though? We're going to get to them later on. Will, I think it's your time. All right. There was no roster mania, but here we go. It's roster recap. All right. Let's do it. I love how it just stops there. <laughs> it's so good. Let's start with the Halo 5 rosters. We had team. IDK. This was Divinity and Kitchen Bound. We had Chicken Gum, which was Epitome and Human 2. Too Deep was Travi and OG Davis. We had Bees, which was Known World Round and Rabzoid. We had Zip and Zap, which was Fabulistic and Super Sneaky Snake. <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> All right. Um, we had Team The Other Guys. This was D-Man 8 and Can Patch Me. Team Swerve was Poopman, Two Clutch, and Tietza Vicious. Elenium was Burn Victim and Ziggler. Greg and Clutch was uh, Greg and It's Clutch. Clever guys. Uh, Foxy Mama. Sama? Foxy Sama was Foxy and Barricade Sama. You should be happy that those are the easy ones because it just tells you what it's going to be. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. PMA. Uh, Jalen and Leg... Legal Lasso Woo. Okay. Lasso Woo. Whatever. Rated R was Cologne and Phoenix. We had GBX, Renegade and Septify. Lux, Zenny Gaming, Mr. Soul Snipe and Vetra. Triple B and Sway was Boo Boo Hair and Sway. Blam Gaming, Gunplection and Pyretic. Bungalows, Gold Star BR and Guitar Hero Dude. Hype and Positivity was Bunny Waddles and Mopsy. Lux, GMG Gaming, Colec and Pro Shot. Riders, Mop 2 Clutch, and Pharaoh 2 Clutch. Snakes are sick. B. Cole and Joey Clutch. Are they sick, though? Oh, they're kind of creepy. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're sick. Matrix was Kibble and Bits and Torlava. <laughs> team Sushi, Nader Hater and Laser Me Tort. Beards and Co., Fear the Beard and Barbie Boy. We had Team May Rose, Corpsick and Slafty. Global Conquerors, Assassin and Frenzy. OP rated R was Obnoxious and iPadawan. JKRS was the Monstrosity and Camper. Team CX was Big Texas and Reclaimer. Cluster Luck was Carnage Conquers and Sushi. Marilyn was Xavier and Blitzkrieg. Diamond Swindlers, Ozarts and Vulcan. NG was B Spikes and K- uh, King Cherry Pie. Char- <clears throat> excuse me, Charlotte Phoenix was Proximity and Samaritan. If you sub what we throw was K-Mattify and Queen. Realm Royalist, Demon AJ, and 
Inquirian G D I. I don't know. Inquiring uh, DJ. Inquiring DJ. Sure. Okay. That's what Josh says. That's what it is. NG <laughs> NG do it for vital from Bonafide and Morningwood. There's your Halo five rosters. Moving on to Halo three. I need help. <laughs> Just kidding. This uh, is all of them, by the <clears> way. <throat> this is all competitors for both tournaments entry back. I'm gonna take a sip of water here. You're welcome, Will. This was all for you. <sighs> all right. Halo three, Team Invincible, Gun Type, Employee, Havoc realized. Team Swedish Vikings was Bland, Sandal, Beatley, and Hercules. Merciless was Empty, Ugly Monkey, Magnitude, Mr. Alpha, and Judge Judah. Living the Dream was Twin Savior, Sicker Than the Average, Reliable, and Amish Acorns. 3BD was Saintly, World Fameless, iGalaxy, and Hosty Shots. Monarch Esports, Just the OG, Rob Chokes, Shinova, and Kooky. Abstract was Aleo, Cool Buttons, Divinitos, Gildavino. Uh, I had to sound that one out, but I got it. Gilk's construction crew, Rami, known as Phenom, most dope in its name. SOA Nation was Bandemonium, Xmond, Migman, and Sobi. GGK was Lebowski, Heavy Gunner, and Smoke Supplier. Also Crayola. I almost forgot the last one there. Uh, rated R Esports, Blitzkrieg, Cologne, Phoenix, and Obnoxious. NG, Do It for Vital, King Cherry Pie, B Spikes, Combonified, and Morning Wood. I got a question. I'm going to stop there. Uh-oh. So, they said if you were competing in Halo 3. Depends on how far you get. Got it. Underrated included Van Helsing, Champion, Wily Coyote, and Razor's Renegade. Basement Dwellers, Budward, Ritalin, Joey Clutch, and B. Cole. Rage Cage was Action Man, Dismal, Legend of Maw, and Your Only Fear. Fatal Strike was Nostalgic, Prophecy, Deadline, Bunnies. Swerve was Mop 2 Clutch, Pharaoh 2 Cut. Clutch, Poop Man 2, Clutch, and Cheats of Vicious. There they all are. Jesus. Uh, Birds Aren't Real, Atari, Short Buys, Shutout, and Pagan Squirrel? Birds are real, but okay. HP, HP included Carton Loop, Halo 3 Hunter, Sir T-Mac, and Dylan Szymanski. They really love Hewlett Packard. I guess so. Computer manufacturer, look it up, people. Boost My Ego was Nautip, Foxy, Devious Kitten, and Killing in Pink. Ushwe was Ozarts Compensated, Barricade Sama, and Vulcan CR. Cluster Luck included Carnage Conquerors, Holic, I Dodge Bullets, and Nader Hater. Cluster Luck. FXBG Esports included K-Mattify, Xavier, Cran King, and Mad Cow. Redefining Fear was Paintballa. Coda Man, Matt Noss, and Eddie. Really? I purposely typed those out. You're not even going to do it for me? Go ahead. No, I'm not doing it. I typed it out. It's Eddie. Is that how it was actually? That is, I mean, I think there's a little bit less D's, but there were a lot of D's. All the D's. All right. Gunpoint was Davis A1. Since H1, Travi, and Vexent. Tox Gaming, Snakebite, Lethal Royal 2, and APG. Lux Gaming, Gil, 
Goofy, Gabriel, Gilkey, and Ryan Noob. I almost... You know what? If you would have said Gilfy, I mean, there's three Gs in there. So, I mean, what are you going to do? It's like all of them combined. It is, yeah. Uh, Mantra, Eco, I got your Pistola, Ace, and Snipe Down. Simplicity, Airy, Straight, Sick, Fantasy, and uh, Shaylee. Not Sheely. Infinite was commonly Boobadoobadoo, Trippy, and Tusk. Chaotic, Snipe Drone, Hollers, Jimbosity, or Jimbo, and Snakey. RBG Esports, Stormy Display, Sargoth and Squally, Rain, Zerka, Hunter, JJX, Frosty the Truth, and Elamite, Alumnite, sorry. Guardians Gaming, Swish, Black Halo Guide, Common and Queen, Invincible, Gun Type, Employee, Havoc, Realized, Divi Cloud, Tyranitar, Neighbor, Falcated, Sabinator, Unlimited Piles, Rowan, Rob the Turtle, and Paradigm, and 8020, Kraken, Riot Shock, Hoaxer, and Eli Elite. Well, now we know what team Neighbor landed on. There we, there we go. There it is. Josh, would you like to run through the tournament recap? Absolutely. So, Will, first and foremost, thank you for reading through those rosters. I know some of them were a pain in the butt, but you know what? You did it, and I'm proud of you. And the listeners are proud of you, too. For the seeds of the tournament, uh, first seed was Tox, second was Lux, third was Mantra, fourth was Simplicity, fifth was Infinite, sixth was Divi Cloud, seventh was Rain, 8th was RBG Esports, 9th was Chaotic, 10th was 8020, 11th was Unlimited, and 12th was Guardians Gaming. So those seeds got put into pools, and then, so there were three teams per pool from seeds, and then the last team that went into each pool came from the open bracket. Therefore, here were the pools going into the tournament. Or going into the, yeah, going into the tournament. Pool A. Tox, RBG, Chaotic, and Swedish Vikings coming from the open bracket. Uh, pool B was Lux, Rain, 8020, and Merciless coming from the open bracket. In Pool C, we had Mantra, Divi Cloud, Unlimited, and Living the Dream coming from the open bracket. And then in Pool D, we had Simplicity, Infinite, Guardians Gaming, and Invincible coming from the open bracket. So before we get into the series themselves and all that fun stuff. We're going to talk about some controversy here that happened at the event. And I was very conflicted on all of this that was happening because I don't know, like I have, obviously I have my thoughts. I've conveyed them in discord and whatnot, but here we go. So blue side on main stage. Okay. For those who watched the tournament, for those who were probably there, you may have heard a lot about what was happening. Tech potentially happening with blue side of main stage. So, Snipedown put out a tweet, and he said, uh, not a single team has won a game on the blue side all tournament, I was just told. Now, I said here, and Will made a good clarification, that this actually does not take into consideration the one game, one game, where Living the Dream defeated Mantra in the King of the Hill game on Construct 250 to 240. So it came down to the wire, but technically a blue team won. It was on main stage. It was one game. Okay. But you're, we have to take into consideration here that a team hadn't won a game on main stage, blue side, all day Friday and nearly all day Saturday. Okay. That's a lot of Halo to be played on main stage. So keep, it's just like tinfoil hatty moment, you know, 
Like, yeah, that's a really weird statistic that really. So before moving on, part of me thinks that, well, not a whole, there weren't a lot of teams that competed at this event. Right. And the higher seed plays on red side. Normally the higher seed is going to win. Like just statistic wise, right? Normally that's what happens. But then I think about, but the fact that like not one game, like it's not a one game series guys. It's best of five, not one game until that very last one. That's huh. That's crazy to me. So let's move on. Robin Nyman on Twitter states, and he works for um, DreamHack, if I'm not mistaken. This is what he says. When a player approaches us about potential issues about their experience at our events, we take it very seriously, regardless of the nature of the issue. We've been working nonstop during the event to locate the potential issues that players have brought up about some of our stations on the Halo stage. Last night, we took extra measures and ran diagnostics on all equipment again to ensure a great player experience. So they did all of this Saturday night leading into Sunday. One, the Xboxes on both sides of the stage are the same, yet to be safe, they have now been all swapped out just to be sure. Two, the monitors on both sides of the stage are the same, yet they have also been swapped out on both sides to be safe. Three, the monitors are all on exactly the same color and output settings or input settings. Four, the video routing for capturing is completely identical for all stations, both on the stage and the feature stations, and also identical to the setup in Dallas 2019 and Atlanta 2018. Five, the network connections are identical for all stations on stage. Six, latency on the network is around one millisecond and around the same for and and the same for all stations. And seven, continued network testing and ensured there is no packet loss on the network. Okay? So they did all this Saturday night leading into Sunday. Props to them. I think that's absolutely fantastic. But apparently the issues didn't stop there. So on Sunday, Eco put out on Twitter and said, uh, quote, I was on Royal 2's monitor. That thing is chalked. So this comment was after the supposed fixes were in place. Also, chalked means it's bad. I looked it up. See, I'm not hip, man. I don't know what all these kids are fucking using for their terms and stuff. I had to look it up. Urban Dictionary says it, it's bad. So, thanks. You know what? Funny thing, real quick. One of my coworkers, older than me, besides the point, uh, his kid said OFC, like texted him that, and he looked at me and he's like, Hey, Kramer, do you know what OFC means? I said, a fucking course. So I'm still hip, you know. Nice. Yeah, I'm still hip and happening. Um, <laughs> moving on. Royal 2 replied to that eco tweet and said, OBS preview screen still? Have fun, brother. So one of the comments was, playing on blue side on main stage was like playing in your OBS preview window when streaming. That's how bad the supposed latency was. And I keep saying supposed because we don't technically know if this was all, yeah, a thing. And then finally, Jimbo said on Twitter, um, input delay on this is awful. Impossible to even play. GG's to them, I guess. So frustrating to have to get knocked out when we can't even fight back. And then again, that comment was after the supposed fixes were in place. These, those are just some. 
Like, that's not all. Okay, those are just some of the complaints. That's not all of them, and they and apparently they continued to happen on Sunday. Now, at the same time, I saw a lot of replies and whatnot and a lot of tweets in general being that, oh, our play was just not that great. Like, we, we just weren't up to snuff. We couldn't, we just couldn't compete, you know? We couldn't, we couldn't take it to that other team. So, so I'm conflicted, Will, a lot. I thought about it a lot over the weekend and whatnot, and okay. No, this is not an official HTS event, okay? We're not, we're not going towards a world championship here. This isn't for qualifying points for anything like that or, or anything of the nature. This is for a decently sized prize pool. It's a one-off event, Halo 3, grassroots, there you go. But the fact of the matter is a tournament's a tournament, right? Regardless of who hosts it, who organizes it, doesn't matter. Everybody wants it to be the best it can be, the most competitive it can be, the most fair it can be, right? So I'm conflicted because now Robin and everybody else on the DreamHack staff, you guys did a phenomenal job in trying to address all these issues, all these alleged issues, right? I will never fault you for that. I think that is phenomenal. The thing I'm worried about though is if there were issues and there were still issues on Sunday, and I don't, and I said this in Discord too, I'm not trying to like shit on the players or anything like that, the ones who played phenomenally and worked their asses off and got to that first, second, third, whatever place you got. But if things weren't fair from the start, then shouldn't everything just be null and void? If it, if it wasn't fair on a full side of the main stage, I'm saying if, like because, I, again, I don't know for certain, Right? I can only speak in hypotheticals in this point in time, but apparently to not like to a bunch of players, there were issues apparently. Like I, I just want things to be as fair as they can be. And if, if it wasn't, then did talks deserve it? Right. I mean, spoiler alert, but there you go. Could Mantra have gotten like could Mantra have gotten a higher placing? Because they also played on blue side. Could Chaotic potentially broken into the top four if they weren't playing on blue side? This tournament could have been a completely different turnaround. I, I have no idea. I have literally no idea. And I'm just so I'm so conflicted. I don't Will, is there anything you want to say? I'm babbling at this point. You know, it's hard, it, it is hard to say without seeing it for yourself. That's the thing. Um, I mean, they DreamHack hopped in and ran all the diagnostics when they were aware there was possibly an issue, mm-hmm. and their diagnostics returned as nothing being wrong. Now, the only variable that changes from at-night testing to play to live is you're live, you're streaming, you're, true. you're using more internet. You use more bandwidth, yeah. More bandwidth. Was it causing issues based on the chain of the setup? You know, was blue side plugged into, um, you know, was the LAN cable plugged into an area that was like last in line to get the internet, you know, the, the connection, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, no, I absolutely weren't prior blue size wasn't prioritized for internet. So red side was technically at an advantage. You know what? Bouncing off that. You make a really good point. 
Remember during the grand finals, a lot of the venue had cleared out? Yeah. I haven't seen either team in the grand finals go out on Twitter and talk about connection at the end there. It could have been an internet issue that wasn't present during testing because everything else was shut down. And we all know that technically MCC is not LAN. Right. It's all hosted. Exactly. So. So here's my next question. Why didn't, and again, this isn't to throw shade. It's just a legitimate question. These issues are present on Friday. Why didn't they do this Friday night leading into Saturday? Maybe the issues were present, but the players weren't vocal enough. Okay. Maybe they're like, you know, you hear some mumblings. You're like, oh, well, is it true? Is it not true? And then all of a sudden it rises up again. You're like, oh, something is actually going on. We now are fully, maybe, maybe, maybe Friday, no one took the right avenue to get the answers. Maybe they were just complaining amongst themselves. And on Saturday, someone finally went to DreamHack and was like, hey, there's something going on here. And then DreamHack was able to address it. We don't know. We don't know. But I like, I like that reasoning. mm Mm-hmm. It's just, I think you make a great point with the connection, though. Because they are used, they are sucking a lot of bandwidth in that building. A lot of things going on. A lot of things. And then during the grand finals, not a lot of things. So, you make a really good point. It's the only variable I can think that changed was streaming and then internet connection. Right. So, it's a good point. I like it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sit on that. Should we talk about some series, Will? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it up. Lux versus Tox in the winner's finals. We knew it was going to happen. These are the two top-seeded teams in the tournament. They had to face each other eventually. They, now, yeah. sorry. I was going to say, they had the, they've had the strongest showings leading up to this event. Yes. And, the la- so Halo Classic Atlantic City, Tox did not place well. Fun fact... Lux and Tox did not play each other at that event. So this is the first time that they're facing each other at this land setting. Okay? Keep that in mind. So game one, CTF on Narrows. 3-1 going to Tox. This was after a technical replay where I believe it was 1-0 or something like that. Yes, Tox went up 1-0 and then APG had a controller disconnection issue. Where they stopped play for. Ooh. Reminds me of Spartan. Poor Spartan. Oh, man. They didn't stop it there. Uh, uh, oh, man. The world championship could have been different, Will. Uh, <laughs> going back down that rabbit hole now? No, we're definitely not going down back. We're not. No, no. We're okay. Halo 3. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Tox came back, won it after the reset as well. So, game two was Slayer on the pit. 50 to 47 going to Lux. Now... You may think that, oh, that game was fucking nutty. Well, you're in for a treat because the next one was nutty. Craziest thing I've seen in a long time. I haven't seen this. It's like the casters were saying, I can't remember the last time this happened. I just can't. Game three was oddball on Guardian. 189 to 189. It was a tie. And to get that tie. Literally last, as the timer was zero, right. getting the last second on and the like, ball. My whole mindset, too, was like, Lux played ball last second, right? Yes. But he let go of it 
like a little earlier. Yup. Like, what happens? What happens if it was one split second later? Instead of like throwing the ball off, yep. what if he just jumped with it off and held it for one more second? Yep. And you and know, so the ball to spawn top mid. Yep. Uh, Tox had the setup already to pick up the ball, and they just held it, and they literally just till the last second ticked off. It was Lux until Tox tied it. You make a good point about the holding it while jumping off because if you pay attention to every other oddball guardian game after that point, everybody did that. Everybody basically did that. Um, so we had a tie. Now you may be wondering to yourself, what happens when there's a tie? And now think about it here. It didn't go to uh, the 250. Is it 250 or is it 200? I forget. I think it's two, 250. Either way, it didn't technically go to the full score. So, do you replay it to the end of that score line? Or, no, you play the full thing over again. Yeah. And uh, they did. And this time it was 185 to 176, Lux taking the win. But with not more controversy. There was a stoppage after the game. Yep. And it's from the, there was no clarification on what actually happened but from the looks of it tox may have been arguing that one of the lux players went in a illegal spot. illegal spot yep where they were able to put a couple shots into a player before they died and fell off the map yes so the if there is a so maddie rum shout out to you my dude um also sh- uh, check out noobcombo.com if you haven't already it's a great website it has all the events recaps all the stuff check it out Maddie posted, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one that posted a link to a Google Doc containing all of the um, illegal spots on all maps of Halo 3, competitive Halo 3. Yep. Clearly, in the picture, the spot, I think it was Ryanoob, the spot that he was standing at that specific time was an illegal spot. So I can definitely see the contention there. So the ruling came back after a while. It was a good... It was, it was minutes later that this happened, but a ruling finally came back. Even Tashi was up there, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they had they had everybody up there. Yep. And the ruling came back, and they said that it was... They're not going to fault them. They're not going to DQ them for this. They're not going to penalize them for this because they didn't have the ball in that spot. It was just the player. So, take that as you will. Now, I don't want to cause more controversy, but I'm going to say that an illegal spot is a legal spot. Therefore, rules should be followed, okay? But yes, the person did not have the ball there. Therefore, you're not gaining time in an illegal spot. But my argument towards that is, sure, the player didn't have the ball, but the player is taking a viewpoint away from a player that may be going for the ball, right? right. It's causing a distraction. Therefore, impact still impacting the game in some way. Right. So what what the full situation was was that Rydnoob was getting shot in the back. Yes. He jumped in between. Um, I believe this is like bottom kind of by they call it garden the garden jump box or yes the, yep yeah and there's a tree was, yes that he jumped into yep and, and wedged himself between the map and the tree yes and I believe it was Royal Two that came around the corner because he was. He had Ryan Noob dead to rights. Mm-hmm. Ryan Noob was able to sit in that spot while they still had a sight line on him and he didn't regain his shields. And took a few extra shots he before put a, he died. He put a few extra shots into Ryan Noob before he fell off the map and died. Right. 
which then I said uh, Royal Two. Um, Royal Noob. Two, yeah. So the Ryan Noob fell off. Royal Two was then cleaned up by another Lux player. Yep. And who's to say that if Royal Two comes around that corner and Ryan Noob's retracting into whatever area he was going to and didn't jump into the tree, like Royal Two may have been able to get that two shot off, and then the Lux other Lux player. If Royal, we know Royal Two is good enough to be to win a one-on-one BR fight, right? And then then Royal Two's clear path to the ball, right? And then at the polar opposite. What happens if Ryan Noob doesn't go in that spot? Somehow is able to stay alive and goes up towards blue, right? And then they could get even more ball time. Exactly. Who well, knows? Who knows? Right? But the fact of the matter is, it was an illegal spot, right? And it, rules need to be followed. And if what was sent to us was legit like if that was if those were the rules rules are rules you don't break them yeah otherwise you get penalized for them now they made their ruling that's whatever it is lux won the game and i'm not saying that they would have lost if the ruling went differently just saying anything could have happened we don't know so i believe ruling goes into a full replay at that point i would imagine yep and so to kind of put things in perspective the stream was supposed to like the grand finals were supposed to start between three and 4 PM central time. Yeah. Oh and my God. This is just the winter finals at yeah. this exact time. Yep. So part of me thinks the ruling came into play because like, Hey, we need to keep moving. We can't have a third replay of oddball guardian. And let's just say, for example, that that was why I think that's the worst excuse as to why oh, I would agree. Too. Right. Um, they said the ruling was because it didn't have direct effect on the ball. Right. And it that is true. It did not have... Well, actually, technically, it did. Because, like we said, it took attention away from a setup for the ball. It right. was game impacting. That, that decision impacted the game. Now, if he would have jumped there and just got out and fell off the map without putting shots into Royal 2... I, I don't think there's an issue, right? Because he didn't then... No, he didn't stay in the spot. He didn't go into the illegal spot. He just got the fuck... He, he dipped. Yeah. But in this case, he kept bouncing back in, in in between the tree and the map and then the edge of the map. Yep. And then he stayed in that spot... While shooting. While getting shot at. Yep. So, yeah. Yes. That, it, it's it's a hot... I'm not going to say it's a hot topic for debate, but it's it's definitely something that rules are rules. They should be followed. And... I think the argument can be made that it was a game-affecting decision. For sure. All right. Either way, the ruling came down. Lux wins that game. Yes. So Lux are up 2-1 in the series. Best of seven. Game four was CTF on Heretic. So, uh, Tox, um, I don't know what happened after that game, but uh, they won 5-0. And it was quick. I think, see, I think that is Lux's worst, like, so, from what I heard, Lux's worst game type and map is a short, small map CTF. That's what they're, that's, sure, that's their worst, worst what they're worst at, I guess. I don't, I don't know. My mind is turning to mush here, Josh. No, it's okay. I understand. No, I, yeah, and that's, that's fine. I'm just, that game was, wow. Yeah, it went fast. Yes. And then. Um, game five was Slayer on Amplified. Now this is, I'm just going to say this. This is what I thought that Lux would shine. Fast paced, small map, 
Slayer game. Like, I thought this would be Lux's just wheelhouse. It was close, but it was 50 to 42 going to Tox. Game six, CTF on the pit, two to one. A lot of back and forth on this one. A lot. Yes. But it went to Lux. We have a game seven. Game seven was Slayer on Construct. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I thought Tox got a lead early on, but then Lux were just like, no, 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 no. And they carried it home, 50 to 40, going to Lux, winning the first best of seven, sending Tox into the loser's bracket, where they're going to face off against the winner of Mantra, going up against Simplicity. So again, going back to the tin foil hat situation. Go right ahead. Yep. Lux was on the blue side. This true. Time. Very true. Yep. And they showed that they could be dominant on that side. Yes. And they could win games. Absolutely. And again, though, bringing it back to the connection thing. It's that the 3 to 4 p.m. was the ending time. Right. We're getting to the point where things are clearing out. I really like when you said that. That was good. That's a really good idea. I mean, I hope it's not true, but like, it's a really good theory. Um, all I'm right. just trying to think what's the, an internet connection is the only thing that would cause that type of stutter yeah. or delay latency. Right? I agree. When you're hosting. Yeah. They sw- anyway. Like you said, like we talked about, they switched out all Xboxes, all monitors. They tested network at night. Really good point. Now, I guess I'll just say this one piece of like counter argument is that technically DreamHack is a 24-7 thing for those three days because they have like the BYOCs, bring your computer and so on. They have the LAN event and all that. So the counter argument could be, well, they're using bandwidth the whole time. But realistically, when you don't have major tournaments happening at the same time, you don't have all those streams going at the same time. Don't have all those people on Wi-Fi. It's exactly. the event center. Exactly. Um, okay. Loser semifinals. Mantra going up against Simplicity. This determines who moves on to face Tox in the finals of losers. Game one, CTF on Onslaught. 5-4 Mantra. Very close. Very back and forth again. Game two, Slayer on Narrows. 50 to 49 going to Matra. Crazy. Unbelievable. Game three was King of the Hill on con- uh, on Construct. 250 to 200 going to Simplicity. They were able to maintain control basically the entire time throughout the game. Showing that they can hang. Showing that those really close games were not flukes. Here we go. Game four. CTF on the pit. Three to one. Simplicity, we have a game five. Notice how the games that Simplicity won, it was basically like, oh, this is dominant. We got this shit. Games that Mantra win are super close. Well, Mantra decided that they can do the same thing. So Slayer on Heretic, Mantra win 50 to 37. Dominant force. Mantra moves on. And fun fact, um... So realistically speaking here, Tox and Lux, we talked high seeds of the, going into the tournament, right? They're also the most practiced teams. For reference here, they interviewed Pistola. Pistola's on Mantra, by the way. 
if you don't remember, listen to roster recap. Uh, they interviewed Pistola, I believe, after this series win, as a matter of fact. And he was talking about how, yeah, Eric had pl- Eric like snipe down had played what one day, something like that. Yeah, they're not practiced at all going into this event. They just guaranteed top three. Mantra against Tox losers finals. Here we go. So, I I spoiled who won the event already, but just to prove that Tox were on a whole other level. Game one, CTF on the pit, three to two going to Tox. It was close. It was close. Okay. I'll give you that. Game two was Slayer on Construct, 50 to 44 going to Tox. Pretty close. Still. Game three. Another oddball guardian. Oddball and guardian. 129 to 126 going to Tox. Almost another replay. <laughs> Almost. It was very close. It was so close. It was. Um, what? They got all four dead at the very end, and then Tox were able to grab it top mid and just hold on to the ball, and the game ended, I think. Probably. It was so Sounds close. Right. Uh, and then game four was CTF on Onslaught. Will, did you watch this game? I don't think I did, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. This may have been the fastest 5-0 that I, I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Besides original MLG Halo 3 days. And even then, I can't remember a game this one-sided. Mantra were spawn trapped for the second half of the game. Keep in mind here, the game was not long, okay? Tox won in an unbelievably convincing 5-0. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I forgot who it was. I be- It was Snakebiter Royal 2, I think. One of them had almost back-to-back overkills. Almost. Like, it- one was an unofficial overkill because it got the triple, and then, unfortunately, a person didn't spawn in time. And then the other one was like, right there too wow so talks moved on (laughs) to the grand finals um shows that practice makes perfect here grand finals talks lux you knew it was gonna happen everybody knew this was gonna happen come on game one ctf on heretic five four talks again i have to say Lux's worst game type here, and they still only still lost very by close. one. Very close, right? It means maybe they learned a little bit from their last one. They had a little bit of time to wait here. Maybe they went back and watched some film. Game two, Slayer and Amplified. Again, this is this is an instance where I think Lux plays so aggressive, right? They're a very aggressive team. But they can also hang back when they need to. But when I think of them, I think of them as a very aggressive balls to the wall, go, go, go. 50 to 41 talks. I, you know, you're saying that Slayer on Amplified should benefit Lux, but... It's a fast-paced game. Tox, this benefits Tox way more than Lux because Tox is the setup getting position and team shot. And if, right. and if Lux is pushing out that fast, 
uh, Tox is going to be able to adapt and move to that side of the map to help benefit them. See, and I agree with that. It's just based off what I've seen from them all tournament long is that they, they, I think Rhino was even talking about it and how they don't have set strategies for every game and map. They play their game. They play Halo. I believe he said they play Halo the way they believe it should be played. And when I see them play, it's, they usually do the buddy system. They usually go in twos and they're usually always up in your face. And we saw what happened in the winner's final. It, they, and we saw what happened throughout the better, like the majority of the tournament. They were just destroying kids left and right. And I can definitely see where you're coming from. It was just surprising to me. Game three, King of the Hill on Construct, 250 to 203 going to Tox. It's 3-0 right now in the grand finals. Game four, CTF on the pit. Very close, very back and forth. Again, 3-2 going to Lux. So I, I wonder here, you're down 3-0. You're down 3-0. But you still have a second best of seven. You, you still, you, yeah, yeah, to go through if you, if you lose this, so... Like, I know these guys are competitors and they don't want to lose anything, but part of my mind is like, don't reveal your strat for CTF pit. Are you saying Let, just take the loss take and go into the second best? It's, I was thinking the exact thing. Save the energy you're going to put yourself through. In this moment, I was thinking the exact thing. The exact same thing. And just take a minute, reset yourselves, realize what Tox is doing, and then come back at him. Right. I'm so glad you made that point. Did you hear? So again, spoiler alert, APG won. I mean, Tox won. But APG in the interview at the end, or wait, no. There was an interview that happened and someone was asked, do you still have any in the tank? Right? Do you still have any left? And he replied with, Oh, I always got something in the tank. This is just another series. I'm ready to go all the time. Like you said, they're they're competitors. They live for this. This is what they want more than anything. So I'm glad they didn't just be like, hey, let's just go to the next best of seven. But they did take that win 3-2. So currently 3-1 in the series. Game five, Slayer on Narrows, 50 to 47, going to Tox. This game, there was so many faces being ripped off. Yes. The sniping was unbelievable. Yes. And um, Tox just came out on top. It was unbelievable. They were able to close it out. This whole tournament's been insane up to this point. It only gets better. So, bracket reset, grand finals, series two, second best of seven. Here we go. Oh, can we just say this too? Wasn't it after basically every game in both these series, there was a like a stop to make sure there were no technical difficulties or anything's happening? There was. There was a lot of breaks. Yes. Like after every game, it felt like. All right. Second best of seven. Game one was CTF on Narrows. Three to two, Lux. 
So Lux, very close game, deciding that, nope, we're not done yet. Let's show that we still got this. They got something in the tank, and they're going. There was a point in this game where Tox had brought the flag all the way back to their flag platform. Yep. I believe it was Ryan Noob yes. on top with the sniper yep. holding down that flag, and he sniped two. Uh, he actually sniped three of the members, but the last one was a body shot, and one of his teammates finished it up. They got the flag reset. The guy wasn't the guy spawned in on the flag box was not able to get the the flag before it reset, mm -hmm. and then Lux moved in to pull the flag. Yep, and it was just incredible timing. It was the, a perfect play. Perfect play by Ryan Noob to sit there with the sniper and where the rest of Lux went to to block spawns, whatever they needed to do. It just worked perfectly. Yes. Game two, Slayer on the pit. 50 to 32 going to Tox. They didn't like losing that game. No. Um, I, I don't even know. I couldn't comprehend what happened here because Lux was able to hold up for so long against them. Right. And then they just seemed to crumble in this game. It, it just it things was, didn't go their way. It was what Clutch was saying during the casting is that um, when you come down to, I'm pretty sure it was him that was talking about this. Correct me if I'm wrong people, but there was just, all that was needed was a turning point in the game. And as soon as the turning point happened, uh, Tox took it and just ran with it. That's what happened. That's it's that can easily happen in Halo three, for example, game three. Oddball on Guardian. It's coming back. This time, uh, 199 to 162. Not too close. Tox taking it. Tox currently up 2-1 in the series. Game four, CTF on Heretic. Remind you of any other game previously? 5-4 to four again. This time again going to Tox. Very close. Game five, Slayer on Construct. Jesus, these close games. 50 to 45, going to Lux. Game six, CTF on the pit. 3-1, Tox. Tox wins 4-2 in the final, best of seven. And become your DreamHack Atlanta champions and become... Potentially the final, well, actually what is going to be the final event of 2019. And potentially the final Halo 3 event, period. Oh, well. Before we talk about this a little bit further, do you want to go through the results real quick? For the Halo 2? Yeah. Or Halo 5 2v2? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to get your hopes up, Halo 2 <laughs> lovers out there. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have that later. Who knows? Maybe. Anyway, H5 2v2 results here. 7th through 8th was Lux GMG Gaming and Riders. 5th through 6th was Hype and Positivity and Bungalows. 4th was Blam Gaming. 3rd was Triple B and Sway. 2nd was Lux Zenny Gaming. And 1st was GBX. Lux took home 1500 GBX three grand. Nice. Um, I will say, watch out for Vetra. This kid was doing amazing things. Yes. And I can definitely well. see him. You know, he's just 16. He might be able to make a name for himself in Infinite. That's, exactly. that's what I'm hoping because the, the 
Kids got skills. Just say, get ready, because Sprint's coming back. Baby! <laughs> All right. The Halo 3 4 before results. 7th through 8th was RBG, Sports and Living the Dream, taking home a grand. 5th through 6th, Chaotic and Infinite, taking home two grand. 4th was Simplicity with three grand. Third was Mantra, taking home six grand. Second was Lux Gaming, taking home ten grand. And first place, Tox Gaming, $25,000 to them. Again, brackets and VODs will be included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Very nice. What'd you think, Will? You know, I I enjoyed the tournament. It was exciting. Championship su- Sunday was exciting. Yes. The amount of stoppage time during the, the finals winners finals losers finals grand finals was just too much way too much um like i said i expected the tournament to be over by like 6 p.m central time then end until like 9 45 central time yep almost four hours later that's nuts see i'm happy the series were close i think that's awesome more competition's great but you're right there are way too many breaks, way too many stoppings. And I, I understand if, you know, the players are complaining about quality, why they stop to do that, but that, that needs to be ironed out before championship Sunday. Before, yeah. well, honestly, it should be, shouldn't even be an issue of the tournament at all. So, um, you know, it was all rumored. There's nothing that's been confirmed. You know, the players saw what they saw. Felt what they felt. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard to know what actually happened. Now there's, there was no video of, of it. You know, there's no, right. There's no confirmation for us, the viewers to know what was happening. Maybe things will be dived into deeper later. Probably not, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Wait and see. Yeah. Hey man, it could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot worse. Hey, I like it. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, yes, glad that the competition was close at the end between Tox and Lux. Yes. Made it exciting. Mantra made it pretty exciting against Tox too. They were, all the games were so close, but they just couldn't close it out. Yep. Um, and you wonder if they had the practice, maybe they do. Maybe if they did have the strategies going into it, maybe they were, would be able to, to do something against Tox, but. Yeah, close series were good. Casting was really good. T-squared did awesome. Or not T-squared. He did awesome as well, but Shyway. Shyway did really well on the desk. Yep. Um, Hope to see him at more events. I was, it was an event like, okay, I was pretty excited about the Halo 5 2v2 in the beginning. That's what I like. I'm glad they showed the finals too. Yeah, faster action. Remember what we talked about. It was scheduled. Now they bumped it up. But it was still scheduled. Mm-hmm. So you had anticipation of it showing. People were watching. I was happy to see it. Thought mm-hmm. it was good. That also went an hour over time. Yeah. So that bumped everything else back an hour over time for the day, too. Didn't that like, go to a second best of five? Yeah, seven. No, best of five. Best of fives? Yeah. I thought it was sevens. But oh. yeah, it did. We got reset. Lux, Lux reset. GBX. GBX, yeah. yeah. And, um, man, I really thought they were going to take it, but GBX, um, wow, Renegade. 
on GBX just woke up right before like the game they lost to take them to the second set. Like you could see Renegade like just turn and wake up. And then it was just fire, fire, go, go, go from there for Renegade. And they, they basically just took over the second best of, best of five series. And they, and he uh, said in his post-game interview that he is really looking forward to uh, if Reach is going to be the next thing that's played competitively, um, that he's really excited for that, and he's really excited for Infinite as well. Another unbelievably dominant player. Yeah. What were your – do you want to wrap up your thoughts on the, the tournament? Sure. So – um, I talked about it before, but I'm going to say it again. I think that the lack of actual break content sucked. Um, I think that the amount of breaks sucked. I think the potential technical difficulties sucked. Uh, but when it came down to the Halo gameplay itself, Championship Sunday was one of the most thrilling Championship Sundays that I've seen in a long time. Um, Friday and Saturday were some of the most boring Halo I've ever seen in a long time. 3-0 after 3-0 after 3-0. If you go back and look at the brackets, I shit you not. If you look at the brackets, it's like, you may see a 3-1, maybe a 3-2 sprinkled in there, but oh man, the amount of 3-0s, just stupid. I mean, that's what you get when there's not a lot of teams competing and the seeds are the seeds, and that's what it is. But for the people who came out, thank you for coming out and competing. Um, regardless of the amount of three O's, Halo's Halo. I love watching it regardless. Um, all I got to say is, is that I understand completely that this is a grassroots event. But please, just any tournament organizer moving forward, any of them, doesn't matter who. Try to have different break content available, please. So one thing that I noticed, or so they said they were going to work on some of their things, like the HTS was going to work on some of their things for this event. Now, there were some interviews done, but they were posted on their Twitter. Yes. Why not show those right during the stream? Because yep. I had no idea. I'm not paying attention to HTS Twitter while the tournament's going on. I'm watching the freaking tournament. Yep. So I think that's hopefully something that's corrected in the future. And maybe putting them on the Twitter was just a gauge of interest. Right. But um, again, grassroots tournament. It's, I think once. I don't want that to be the expectation. I know we keep saying it. We always say it. Oh, it's a grassroots tournament. Oh, it's not an HCS event. Oh, it's not an MLG event. I don't want that to be the stigma anymore. I just want it to but be better. I expect more. You can expect more, but when it comes down to it, this is what you get. This is what it's been for the last two years. Yep. We had one event with the break content that was good, and that was put on by HCS at the HCS Invitational. Exactly. So we're, I, I'm, based on data and calculations, we're not going to get that until the HCS steps back in and just does it. Yep. That's what I feel is going to happen. So I'm not going to expect it from these tournament organizers because why don't get your hopes up because you're going to let yourself down, right? I'm not going to let myself down. I'm just going to hold them to higher standards. That's all I want. Are you going to write like an angry letter or a nicely 
I provide constructive criticism. Not Strongly an worded letter to them on how they need to correct their break content. No. Okay. I'll rant about it on the show. That's my platform. Okay. Yep. But besides all that, the gameplay was great. Well, Sunday. Sunday, right. The, that the exciting day. It's always the exciting day. Mostly, yeah. No, I th- yeah, overall the gameplay was good. The gameplay was good. The talent was great. Casting was phenomenal. Heinz did a great job observing. I thought it was fantastic. The, the DreamHack crew assisting with the issues. Fantastic. Cannot fault them for that. Will not fault them for that. Um, yeah. I did find it really funny that the Twitch chat was just complaining about, let's get into the fucking gameplay. Where's the gameplay? I mean, you, they got to talk about leading into the series, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's what happens. There is a point where it does feel like they just go. So that I think we saw it too where they're talking about the series and then they break to the player cam and like APG still signing into an account on the freaking Xbox and like we wait five more minutes for the the game to start. And the casters do a great job of just keep talking about things, right? Yep. Keep keep it entertaining. But in that moment, like they should be ready to go and they're still sitting there signing into their boxes. Expectations, Will. Grassroots event. Yeah. It is what it Fucking is. Fucking lame. So I did notice too. Yeah. Out of all the the latest grassroots event events, yeah, the same dude with the long hair and the gamers outreach hat is like the the rule guy. Like he's been at all the fucking events. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> he's always I haven't been paying attention to that at all. He's always standing on main stage, like in the back, and like the players will like wave him over and talk to him every once in a while. And he is always there when there seems to be an issue, but it's the same dude. Okay. He's got a stash and a long goatee, long hair. Is there, is there a point about this? No, but he's always there. It's just it doesn't big... matter if it's UGC or DreamHack. He is like the halo rule book. Well, now we have somebody to complain to about not ruling that, uh, illegal spot correctly. There you go. But whatever. I'm just kidding. Give a shit at this point. Um, no, it, I put it on Twitter on my personal account. It's It was just really good to have a Halo event again. All nitpicks and inconveniences aside. Like, watching competitive Halo is one of the best things that I have the, on, that I have the privilege of doing, right? These events, DreamHack didn't have to put this on. UGC doesn't have to put on their events, you know? But the fact that they do, it's... I know I complain a lot. I I just want better. Like I just want more and I want better. And I imagine they do too. Like I don't I don't think they'd want to remain stagnant. They want to keep growing. They want Halo to keep growing, right? That just helps them too. And if I don't at least if if I don't at least bring those concerns to the table, I don't think anything's going to be done. So that's why I do it. Okay? But no, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think the I think the crew did phenomenal. And I'm I'm so glad the the players that did show up did show up. And because the, the scene's going to die if they don't, you know? And I know we're still a year out for infinite. Maybe we got reach events coming with the reach release coming soon. We're going to talk about briefly, but it's yeah. 
I was very happy this event was put on. It gave me an excuse to watch competitive Halo again, and I'm all for that 100% of the time. I just really don't want these tournament organizers to remain stagnant. I just I want them to continue to improve, provide a better experience for not just me watching, but for the players competing as well. For the people that are there sitting in the stands, cheering on their teams. That's what I want. So sorry for my rant. I apologize. But yeah, that's it. Overall, I had a great time this weekend. Nice. Yes. Will it's time for the regular news. Happy 18th birthday. 18, goddamn. To Halo 1 in the original Xbox. 18 years ago, Halo Combat evolved release with the original Xbox. Little did the world know we were just getting started. There you go. Cool. Halo Reach comes to MCC and PC on December 3rd, 2019. HaloWaypoint.com, here we go. So for Xbox Game Pass for PC, which is in beta, subscribe to Xbox Game Pass for PC, which is in beta, and get Halo Reach, the first chapter in, in Halo the Master Chief Collection, on December 3rd. Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, which is the campaign, and Halo 4 are also included in your subscription, with each game delivered over time, completing the collection in 2020. Microsoft Store and Steam. Halo Reach is the first title to come to PC as part of the Halo Master Chief Collection, with the remaining titles, Halo... One Anniversary, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST Campaign, and Halo 4 coming over time through 2020. Halo the Master Chief Collection is available for pre-order, $39.99, which includes Reach beginning December 3rd and will automatically update with the remaining titles as they launch next year. Halo Reach and the remaining titles with an MCC for PC can also be purchased a la carte for $9.99 apiece. So there you go. On Steam, right now, you can go and you can pre-order the entire thing for only $39.99. We always wondered if there was going to be a bundle. There is. There you go. Xbox One, improved, refreshed, and better than ever. For, ex uh, for existing owners of MCC on Xbox One, the Halo Reach campaign, along with Firefight, will be available as a premium add-on for $9.99. The multiplayer components of Halo Reach, including PvP modes, Forge, and Theater, will be automatically included as part of the base content offering of MCC at no additional cost via a game update. If you're new to MCC on Xbox One, you can obtain the entire updated and improved collection via Xbox Game Pass or purchase via the Microsoft Store beginning today. Halo the Master Chief Collection is available for purchase for $39.99 and will include the totality of Halo Reach coming uh, December 3rd, as well as the Halo 3 ODST campaign, which was previously only available as a premium add-on. Visit xbox.com to learn more. Become a Halo Insider. Thank you to Halo Insiders who have shared feedback and participated in hands-on testing of pre-release builds on our journey to bring Halo Reach to MCC and bring the entire collection to PC. The community's support and involvement through public flights over the past several months has been critical to ensuring Halo Reach offers the best experience possible when it launches. As we look ahead to the remainder of this journey, we will continue to partner closely with Halo Insiders to playtest the upcoming flights or the upcoming titles in the collection and gather feedback to continue improving uh, current and future releases for PC. Sign up at HaloInsider.com to help us finish the fight and bring the rest of MCC to PC in the coming year. Looking ahead. December 3rd is an exciting milestone for us as we finally deliver on one of our community's longest standing requests, but really, we're just getting started. As the team works to support the launch of Reach, we're already working on the framework and plans to kick off public flighting of the next PC release, Halo 1 Anniversary, in early 2020. 
Thank you to the Halo community for keeping the stream alive for so many years, and thank you for uh, partnering with us to make it a reality beginning December 3rd. Okay. Reach is coming December 3rd. It's official. But there are major issues. Halo Waypoint. Here we go. This is from Postums, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So, welcome to another flighting update. It feels like it has been a while since I've written one of these, so with that being the case, today is a long one that requires two posts in total. This is the first with the second directly below, which we're going to go through, obviously. Everyone at the studio has been hands down, uh, heads down, listening, reading, and gathering sentiment, and reporting on everything that's been going on around the longest flight in the history of Halo Insider. But, this is not what you're here for. So let's get this flighting update rolling. Since October 29th, We've been flighting on PC as it received two extensions to help gather even more info. One public, one public patch, two extensions, and one giant release dro a date drop later, and we're here. Oh, and I can say more feedback than you can shake a stick at has come in from those flights. Today's flighting update is going to discuss what is happening as we approach launch, talk about what is going on with some of the reported issues from the flight, and the latest word on the street for the next flight. So Halo Reach releases December 3rd. After months of development and flighting, the core experience for Reach has continually improved and is on track for December 3rd. With each flight for Halo Reach, overall feedback and impressions from players have been positive for the title and all experiences it offers. We have also heard about issues from some players in the current PC flight around areas you would like to see addressed, and we share this sentiment. We want to be crystal clear that we are hearing you loud and clear on this and are working to improve these areas based on feedback we have heard. Bringing every Halo title to Halo the Master Chief Collection on PC will be a journey we will go on together. The teams involved in this are committed to iterate on, improve upon, and add to the title beyond launch. While the team won't be able to tackle every issue reported from flighting from day one, know that we have a plan as we move forward and your feedback is top of mind for all of us involved in the project and at the studio. So from that statement alone, Reach is going to have issues on PC when it releases. Heads up. The worst part is, they're not good. Here we go. As a studio, we have changed a lot over the past few years. We have found new avenues of how we interact with and grow our relationships with all areas of the community we serve. Whether it is how we take feedback from the community to how we directly in, uh, inject your input into our titles, this is something that will continue to be a focus for us and improve over time. Many folks didn't know it, but they started this journey with us last year when we began updating MCC on console and began our flighting program. These events began driving the ideology of constant evolution of a game for MCC. Halo Reach and each title that will join MCC on PC will be no stranger to this process. Today, we're going to continue the discussion of top issues reported by Halo Insiders, what we are doing, and how we are handling them. But before we dive into those, we would like to give a gentle reminder to players who participated in the flights. Please be sure to report issues you are having via the uh, support.halowaypoint.com website. This is the best way for issues to be raised and quantified when looking to address feedback. A great example of this is that we have seen discussions around input latency on social media, but in terms of ticket reporting during the flight, this topic only represented roughly 1% of all tickets entered. If you have an issue we would like to see addressed, please make sure to submit a ticket. Here is an article where you can find out on how to do so. Important issues and where they stand. Below are a handful of the top issues reported by players in the Halo Reach Insider flights and discussed by many across the Halo community. Each of these areas and some additional issues will be discussed again in more detail in the November update blog later this month. 
Our goal is to continue our transparency over key topics that are important to the community around our titles and continue to share what the status is for each area. Please remember that while Reach is launching on December 3rd, the work is not done. From current flighting feedback to new issues reported after release, Reach will see more improvements and updates beyond launch, including the addition of Forge and Theater for PC later next year. First thing, Forge and Theater are not coming on launch. Push to talk. Last week we talked slightly about this and that we're investigating a solution. Work on this feature is already underway. VSync. During the flight based on user reports associated with what settings options were in effect, we identified an issue with VSync in some scenarios where it was not functioning appropriately. In some cases, it was not appropriately being turned off and added additional input latency because of it. We believed it would fix this issue and we'll discuss it more again in the future. Okay. Getting stuck in menus and miscellaneous crashes. We believe the known issues reported during the flight have been fixed for launch. The team has spent a significant amount of time investigating and resolving issues related to this over the past two weeks. Many were resolved in the most recent mid-flight update, but the ones we investigated and able to reproduce have been fixed at this time. Cool. Input delay issues. The team is currently investigating and iterating on multiple ways to address player feedback and improve mouse and keyboard input between now and launch. The live flight is behind our current code we were releasing with. So many of these improvements have already been implemented. The team is confident in how these investigations are progressing and will keep a close eye on this. We are committed to making this a great PC experience and will continue making additional mouse and keyboard changes and flighting them post-launch as needed. So, Will, I know we're running late here. Question for you. If you play games primarily on PC, right, what input method would you use? Keyboard and mouse. You use keyboard and mouse, right? So, you're telling me, or... the. 343 is telling me right now that keyboard and mouse is not going to be quote unquote perfect for the launch of reach on PC. Huh? That sounds like a great idea said literally nobody ever controller aim assist on PC. We are not currently planning to make changes to auto-aim when using a controller on PC. The team is currently investigating the best way to handle input types, keyboard and mouse, controller, or both, when playing. Looking back to the legacy Halo, Halo 1 and Halo 2 PC titles, these are of both shipped with a similar level of controller and mouse aim assist. If we make any changes to aim assist values of a controller, it will essentially close the door on implementing crossplay between Xbox and PC down the road. We have heard from the community about a suggested opt-in and are discussing the impacts this would have on matchmaking by splitting the population and increasing search times. If we do choose to pursue an opt-in feature post-launch, we'll be sure to flight them and ensure it is implemented correctly. Okay, hold the fuck on. So you're telling me that Reach... So Reach is not launching with crossplay. It's not. They're monitoring it closely to determine if it's going to come later on down the line. Okay, you literally just said about a suggested opt-in and are discussing the impacts this would have on matchmaking by splitting the population and increasing search times. Motherfuckers, you literally just split the population by not having crossplay enabled at launch. What? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Concerns about frame rate locked to 60 FPS. In the current flight, we would... We were able to further test our experimental uh, implementation and the feature does not meet our quality expectations. From our learnings, we're currently investigating and working on fundamental improvements. When we have a solution that meets our quality bar, 
we will first flight it with the community before releasing it more broadly. Well, I tried, I tried to think about games on PC that do not have different toggles for frame rates, whether it be unlimited, over 60, locked at 60. You know, I just tried, I couldn't think of any game that was locked that didn't give you the option to change it higher than 60 FPS. Can you just off the top of your head? No. Okay. Audio issues. To update Halo Reach required uh, changing the encoding for audio entirely, which has made it sound different from its original release. We are aware that areas that the title don't sound like we ideally want them to. It will take some time to investigate ways to improve the overall experience for audio. And when it is ready, we will flight to test fixes we can make prior to updating the... T- okay. Server latency issues. This is a topic that we received many tickets on over the duration of the flight. To help address this, we are planning to up- upgrade the server's use for launch. We are also continuing to investigate and make improvements based on reports surrounding server latency, delays, and various network-related issues before launch. We intend to have several improvements made before December 3rd, but since we feel this is an area that can always be improved on, we'll continue listening and chasing down reports as time goes on. I can appreciate that. Try to mitigate as many server issues as possible before launch. That's a good thing. Flighting is wrapping up Monday, November 18th, the day we're recording. Public flighting currently is going to be going offline on Monday for Halo Reach. This flight has been the longest one we have done to date on PC, and we have received the info we need now to go to get things done. We do not have a specific date for our next flight yet, but as we resolve various topics discussed in the previous section, we've looked to flight them and get them out as quickly as possible. As well, we have just a few other titles that will be joining MCC in the coming year. With the additions of those titles, we'll be bringing them through flighting as well. As soon as we have news on those flights, uh, on when those flights will begin to kick off, Expect lots of juicy details. Okay, so I ranted a lot during that. I'm going to preface all this. I know not a lot of this is on 343, okay? I imagine a lot of this is on Microsoft because they tr- they want to get this out. I imagine that's what the case is. I'm not shitting on 343. I'm not trying to. The fact of the matter is, this is a lot of things, and I'm going to talk about this briefly like right after this. These are a lot of things, a lot of things that PC players specifically have they just have these aren't issues with other pc releases okay plain and simple that's as literally as concrete as you can get it right there and you know what i'm going to put a caveat on all this there is going to be an update blog coming later on in the month yes we are getting close to the end of the month but apparently a blog is coming they're still working on the game the game hasn't released yet we have a few weeks left till that happens. Things can change. Okay? Yes, I did rant, but things can change. Lord, do I hope they change. So people are rightfully worried about all this, right? So Vito put on Twitter, and I quote, Regarding the MCC PC launch update, non-cap frame rate won't make launch. For regular PC users, I feel like that's an even bigger miss than having a bit of input lag. In fact, I'd argue it's more or less the main reason PC gaming is worth it over console. Hope 343 reconsiders. MCC's overhaul in 2018 and its release on PC are the product of so much care and patience. It wouldn't have worked without the it'll take however long it takes mindset. Dropping a sudden date then announcing a core feature is postponed makes no sense. It's how MCC broke to begin with. 
Seeing an excessive amount of people adhere to the doesn't affect me isn't a problem mindset and please be better than that. Halo isn't getting another PC debut. It's almost 2020 now. Some, uh, some selling features have to make it in since it isn't free to play. P.S. Uh, console still exists. So, Gosiami tweeted as well and said, um, at Roby1Kenobi, hey, just wanted to reach out and say that I'm a bit worried about the game feeling great on PC by December 3rd. If the mouse input delay isn't addressed by that date, would you guys consider holding it back until it's ready? So Roby One Kenobi replied, "I don't have a clear answer because the team feels there's a mitigate, uh, there's a mitigation, and it's currently being tested and flighted in certain rings for verification." Ghost says, "Okay, thank you. I'll make sure to test it and then report back." Roby says, "Thank you. You work in games. I know this isn't a cut and dry when you have something out for testing." Ghost says, "Yeah, definitely. We delayed Battlefield Five into a different quarter, which is huge for EA." Sims put out a tweet and said, "Reach launch confirmed for less than three weeks." I hope the servers and aiming mechanics are fixed because Reach was a buggy mess and that's not a great deal of time to resolve it. While Halo coming to PC is absolutely a positive thing, MCC's launch left a nasty taste in people's mouth. In order to get the traction, players and influencers involved, it needs to be a flawless game at launch. And then finally, Hidden Xperia says on Twitter, I've said it a million times before and I'll say it a million times again. Reach needs to launch in near-perfect condition on PC. No input delay, no server lag, features PC players except for a PC game. December 3rd worries me. And then he put out a video on YouTube, and it's uh, titled, 343 Needs to Delay Halo Reach on PC, and Here's Why. And it's a great video. And again, he's not shitting on 343 either. He understands this is probably coming from Microsoft's side of things, and they need to get it out. The fact of the matter is, is it does need to launch in a good state for Halo to have that light shined on it. Yes. If it launches in a bad state, like Summit was excited to play Reach on keyboard and mouse until he was in that Rivals tournament. He was like, this sucks. Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I playing this game? It was bad. And like one, he didn't like, people didn't seem to understand that it was a flight test. People didn't realize that it wasn't the full release of the game. So they were yes. like, why is it not? Why is it kept? It's, you know, like I was in so much chat, like constantly typing. Like, this is not a release of the game. He is not playing early access. This is literally like it's in flighting, right? They're, and they're also, when they flight a build, that they're already a couple. Flights past this. Flights past that yes. in the studio. Yes, which so, means fixes are in place. Right. So, Some. So input like may be better and way better that it's so minimal. The, uh, But from the article, he was talking about those flights later, and this is where we currently are. Yeah. That, I've it's ranted there. so much, man. That sucks. It does. Um, the December 3rd release date also scares me. The fact that the sound isn't right, and that's like... A pivotal part. It's like a core thing. Of Halo, yeah. And again, I fully respect that they're they're taking this and they're building it from the ground up for a platform it was never designed to be on. You know? You can't... I'm not going to fault them for that. That's an insane undertaking. And they brought on two other teams to help with this, right? But you're right. If they can't get sound right, 
Oh. What? What? This December third release date makes me think things happened. And you, I think you touched on this last episode. What's but up? I think you're right on the path that if they kept going at the rate they were going, it wouldn't be out before Infinite's out. Or at least fully out before Infinite's out. Yeah. And I think Microsoft came in and said, hey, we can't have this detract or distract Halo Infinite release on a new box. The new, new box. console. Like the box. But the issue is, in doing that, this bad release is going to put a bad taste in players' mouths who may be wanting to come back to Halo and then discourage them from, you know, they're going to be like, oh, well, Reach was trash on PC when it released. Halo 3 was trash on PC when it released. Why am I going to tr- spend my time in Infinite? That's my worry here is the downward slope of people not wanting to come back to Halo because the MC because MCC released poorly. I don't I don't blame you at all for feeling that way whatsoever. Be- and going uh I highly recommend everybody watch that hidden Xperia video that'll be included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. But going off what he was talking about, not just the people who are coming back, but the people on PC who've never played a Halo game before. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. And now we don't know how large this user base is going to be. We we don't. We don't know. We can speculate all day. We just don't know. Hopefully we get numbers later, but the fact of the matter is there could be thousands upon thousands of people who, who jump onto this, right? For the for potentially the very first time. And if this is the first experience they get, oh man, get your pitchforks at the ready. Now, Halo has never been amazing on PC, okay? You had Halo 1 release on PC, okay? It's a full-blown release. Included a couple extra maps, too, and a flamethrower. Oh, a flamethrower. A flamethrower. Halo 2 was a Vista exclusive. It was literally called Halo 2 Vista, okay? Okay? Then obviously when service packs came out and then and uh compatibility you could you could run it in compatibility mode, but that's that's besides the point. Either way, it was it was designed to be run for Windows Vista, which was a clustered fuck disaster anyway. That operating system sucked. Um So that obviously didn't do incredibly well. Then you had what was it, Halo 5 Forge in the Windows store? Free to download, free to play. Uh, no matchmaking, just a custom games browser and forge, but apparently there were tons of issues as well in there, keyboard and mouse, so on and so forth. Apparently there are still issues in there and, uh, yeah. So let's just say that Halo PC launches have not been strong to say the least. And... Oh, man, oh, man, am I. I'm scared. I'm scared. Hey, man, guess what? Technically, one of my predictions came true. Be out before the end of the year. (laughs) Not in the state we want. I don't want to be right anymore. I'm done. I don't want to be right anymore. Um, No, but seriously, I'm excited to play the campaign with you. That's what I'm excited about. 
You know, that's the thing that we've been looking forward to for the longest time is playing through Reach. Now it's going to be on PC. Hopefully it plays well. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, that does it for the news. All right. Quickly. It's time for Will's Adventures of the and other games too. Because we played other games too. Will, what'd you play? All right, let's, uh, I played some Halo 5. I well, finally you, got into some games. You played some Halo 5. Oh, your Xbox didn't die on you? No, it's still kicking. Good. Thank God. So, okay. Um, yeah, played some Halo 5 matchmaking, a few Team Arena games, some quick play. Nice. I, I got some rust on me, man. Oh, dude. It, don't get me back on the sticks. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, I was clunky. I was... It was it was bad at times. Was there, there was certain days where like like towards the end of playing I started feeling feeling it again. Yeah. I had a like my favorite I played right before you came over here tonight actually. Oh wow. <laughs> a little bit. And I had a, a a kill where um it was on truth and I got four shots into a guy and he popped around a popped around a corner to to get his shields back. Sure. And I slid jump boosted out of my spot and shot him in the air as i flew past him. and it just felt so good hell yeah like to to, uh, to pull that off and um yeah there was a couple times i had a few doubles no triple kills tonight but it, a couple you know I, I felt strong at times but it's quick play so you never know who you're actually matching up against um you know what's funny What's that? Watching the Halo 5 2v2 Grand Final at DreamHack. I was watching them fucking zip around and do their boosts and whatnot. I'm yeah. like, did I forget how to play Halo 5? My God. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Oh, yeah. There was, um, we were playing on Plaza, and I forgot that you can technically, you can slide down the, the snipe ramp, boost and jump, and then get all the way over to the other side of the map right, right there. Yep. By, yeah, the other blue ramp yep i was like damn i, I, I just, I just <laughs> navigated god i just navigated the whole map in like two seconds yep. like that whole length they were they were spawning um from where my players were they were obviously spawning in um what's that oh my god i'm plaza actually plaza yeah in plaza? plaza yeah they had to have been there it was the only spot so i i boosted from snipe over there and watched them just funnel out, and it was yeah, like, it's uh, insane. See, it's just it, it, the thing. That's what Splice was doing, like not like nothing. Yeah, before you yeah. know, just zip zap, zippity bop. <laughs> yeah, no, I still enjoy Halo Five. Oh, it's yeah, it's good. It's a good okay. game. It's a good video game. I need uh There was it was it was a weird feeling where, um, I felt like my reticle was moving super slow, but then when I was getting in battles, like I was missing headshots because I was over aiming. Yep. But my reticle still felt slow. Like, I, I can't explain it. Heavy aim. Heavy aim, yeah. Yeah, it's back. It never left. It did never leave. Um, but anyway, so besides Halo, played some Modern Warfare. I finished the campaign as well. I Overall s- thoughts? I really enjoyed it. Me too. I really did too. Um, did you see, did you stay past the credits? Absolutely. So you can continue the story. And Spec Ops. In, in Spec Ops. Yeah, in co-op, basically. Yeah. So, um, there's most likely going to be another addition to this story. I'm excited for Modern Warfare 2. 
Will they call it Modern Warfare 2? I hope so. I really do. <laughs> Just oh, it's going to cause so much confusion. What do you mean Modern Warfare 2 in 2021? Or do you mean Modern yeah. Warfare 2 from fucking... I've, I, I forgot when that came uh, out. Yeah. But no, good game. Eight or nine? I'm still rocking the M4. Yeah? Shotguns are still overpowered. That's what I've heard. I haven't played multiplayer in a while. Claymores are better, but not... Okay. Like, there's been a couple times I've ran past a few. They've went off and I haven't died. Good. But there's also times, like, if you're staring right at it and you're like... God damn it, I have to go this way. <laughs> and there's no, oh, you, oh. there's no way it's like there's no way to shoot it out. Like they just perfectly place it. And you just you just you take the L and you die. <laughs> you just take that hot L. Um also started Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Yes. Good. It's good. Um, it's real good. Yeah, I enjoy it. Did you did you fight the the thing that I told you about the giant toad monster thing in the bottom of the? Yeah, did yeah, you fight that a lot? <laughs> a lot. I had to keep going back because I kept dying. Did you beat it? Well, I did beat it. Okay. Okay. Did you beat it? I'll I'll tell you when it's my turn. Oh gosh. <laughs> How many? Go ahead. I'll ask you questions once you talk about it. That's all I played was Halo 5, Modern Warfare, Fallen Order. Okay. Oh, oh, I logged into Sea of Thieves to get the Gears of War sales. Nice. You did your five minutes of Sea of Thieving? Yeah, but the funny thing was is I logged in. I got in there, and it was already in my ship customization. Yeah, that's what I expected was going to happen. So, Five minutes, my ass. <laughs> well, no, like I didn't even have to play at all. It was just already there. Yeah. You're supposed to log on on November like 14th. I didn't play at all. Like for weeks, I haven't played Sea of Thieves, and I logged in on the fifteenth. And as soon as I logged in, it was in my in, in my inventory. You just lucked out. I guess so. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they want you back. Maybe. I think so. I don't know. I wasn't that important. I didn't do that much. Anyway, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's all I played. Josh, what about you, man? Call of Duty Modern Warfare finished the campaign just like you did. Oh, Thought yeah. it was great. Uh, that cutscene stutter, man. Mine went away after the, the like my first five four or five missions. What? So yeah, it was, oh, it was good from that. Mine on. got worse. Really? Yeah. Mine so for like for the first half of the campaign it was like maybe ten seconds per cutscene and then it went away. Oh man. The last half of that campaign, damn near the whole cutscene every time. Mm. It was so bad. And the, the the worst part, like I got I got it. Like I got the gist of it, you know? And, but, and I'm not going to go back and rewatch them. So it is what it is. Uh, Dom was talking about it and he said that he did not experience any stutter whatsoever when watching the cutscenes from the menu. So it's oh. just during the gameplay. So once you go to the end of the end of the actual mission into the next cutscene, that's when the issue happens. And did I tell you what it was that's causing it? I think I might have an idea, but go ahead. So I looked it up. And uh, it's a known issue that they're working on, whatever that actually means. And uh, it's hard drive usage. So if you go to your task manager while the game is open and during the cutscene, and it starts stuttering, if you go to your uh, task manager, you'll see that your hard disk drive usage is 100%. And it's poor optimization. That's what it is. Shame, too, because those cutscenes are fantastic. 
I'm wondering if it's trying to load and play that cutscene at the same time it's saving your game. Or loading into the next mission, Mo- too. Or loading into the next right? mission, yep. yeah. Because or maybe all at once. Screens. Maybe it's true. All, maybe maybe it also, yeah, maybe. Um, also started Je- uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I think it's great so far. And, okay, so the the minor, minor, minor spoiler alert, okay? So, that was a little pause there, I guess, for spoilery things. Um, there is a optional mini boss that you can fight at the very, very beginning of the game. Um, the first, like, world you go to, okay? You go down a couple ramps, you go into this, like, spooky room, like the spooky cave thing with pillars in it, whatever, and you come out the other side, and there's a giant toad-looking thing sitting there, and it's a named mini-boss. He's angry. He is angry. Did you know that you can cheese that boss, Will? No. How? So, actually... The quote unquote proper way to fight it is if you look up, there's a massive opening. Uh huh. You can go up to the top, drop down, it takes off nearly half its health. Oh. Okay. I didn't do that because A, I didn't know about that. Me either. B, I found a way to cheese the thing. So if you stand in the entrance of that room, he doesn't come out, he'll walk right up to it. He can't hit you. He can't get you with the tongue. (laughs) He just constantly walks in a circle. So you just kept hitting him. Yep. I walked in, smacked him, walked out. Walked in, smacked him, walked out. Because I died multiple times to him. I fought him straight up and I figured out the cadence. Oh, fuck that. I didn't care at all. Also, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Guess what I also did? I dropped it down to the easiest mode. Oh, you can do that? Yeah. Anytime you want. I had no idea. Yep. So, because I felt like now I'm, I'm all for a challenge. That's perfectly fine. If you want to judge me for playing on an easier difficulty, go right ahead. I don't care. I don't have time, much time to play games. That's my excuse. But no, in all seriousness, I, I felt like I was dying like way quickly on normal. Like just after what, a couple hits or so, it felt like you were done. I'm like, man, that doesn't, it doesn't feel right. I mean, I'm not a full-blown Jedi or anything, but, like, I feel like I should be doing a little bit more. But, okay. I dropped it down to just the one step below that, right? And you you just don't die. It's crazy that the change... Like, I would think that normal would be, like, a little harder than the easiest mode, right? But normal, to me, feels, like, hard. I just feel like I die right away. And this is, this is using force moves. This is blocking blaster shots, so on and so forth. It's, it just, it just seems a lot more difficult for what it is, but whatever I play on the easiest difficulty. It works for me. And the thing I'm going to say is explore everywhere, everywhere. There are so many nooks and crannies there. Once you get certain force powers, you can go back to other locations and access new areas. There are upgrades that you can get to like, there's an, there's an upgrade for BB one, your droid Mm -hmm. that you don't get through story that you can only get through exploring areas. And if you get that, you can unlock lock chests and lock doors 
everywhere throughout each world. You only get that from exploring. You don't get it from the story. So unless you go out of your way, you won't find that ever. And then, like, they're hidden stim packs everywhere. I'm up to five. Yep, me too, at this point in time. Um, How many worlds? I just unlocked the third. So, I unlocked Tatooine. Oh, I'm, I didn't. I haven't. I've unlocked. Interesting. Oh, wait. Tatooine must be the fourth then. The fourth? Yeah. Have you unlocked Dathomir? Yeah. You can't really do much there, though. I've never gone. I never went there. Oh, have fun. Oh, boy. It was at that point that I decided to turn down difficulty. See, I'm starting to think that that's like a maybe end game ish type area where you have this all This isn't your... a spoiler, but it is. Yeah. Like, you'll go there, and there's, there are a couple things that you can do, but no. Because the, the based on the story, it's like, oh, hey, you can go here or here. And it sounded like, oh, I should go here. I should go to Dathomir because that's things that I need to do. And then I went, it's like, oh, no, there's no, there's not things I need to do here. Not yet, like you said. But yes, once you have everything, it'll be a place that you go back to. So I'm one behind you. I just went to Kashyyyk. What's Kashyyyk? Which one's that one? The Wookiee? Oh, never mind. That's the one I just unlocked. Not Tatooine. What the fuck okay, am I talking perfect. about? I have yet to go to Kashyyyk. I haven't stepped foot on the place yet. I'm a little ahead of you. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. The, okay. When, when you go. Yeah. The opening scene and fight sequence is so cool. Just okay. get there, do it, report back to me. We'll talk. I'm, I'm excited. excited for you it. love Star Wars. Yeah. You do love Star Wars. It's fun talking about yeah, Star Wars with I, you. I bought a freaking battle ready lightsaber. I you love, did. I love my Star Wars. Things amazing. Um, it's ridiculous. But. The, the last thing I'm going to say about this game is that it's giving me, massive uh god of war vibes yeah yeah i got that as well with the exploration yes you have your worlds that you go to like when you transport to different realms in Mm -hmm. god of war they're all interconnected in a sense that once you get something from one you can go to another unlock other locations so on and so forth it it's giving me heavy vibes like that skill tree yes the only thing that it doesn't have is like, right, you can get different armor for Kratos that gave him different stats. Right. This just has cosmetics. Just cosmetics. Different ponchos. different Which look paint. terrible. They do. Yes. I'm but, the, but the lightsaber customization? Yeah. Oh, my God, it's good. Do you have... How much just have you ahead. customized with your lightsaber? A lot. Do you have dual blades? Yes. Okay. I didn't want to spoil See, that for I you. I didn't either. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying, everybody. Like, I know we're talking about Star Wars a lot, but bear with me. Like, you need to play this game. Seriously, it's go off the beaten path. Again, the dual lightsaber is not something you get from the story. It's something you just find. I only use that now. Yeah, same. It's insane. It's great for defense. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God, it's good. No, my lightsaber looks amazing. What what color blade are you rocking? The orange. See, I want to do the orange, but then I'm like, I'm such a blue guy. Like, blue's my thing. I saw somebody with purple. I did too. I want that. I've been trying to find it. That'd <laughs> because, be sick. Because my, uh, my like, what is it? Hilt is what yeah. you can call it, right? My hilt is all gold. 
like with obviously customized pieces. Yep. But if I get the purple with the gold, purple and gold Vikings, you know? Oh, you're mm. going in there. Yeah. No, I think the purple looks so good too. It does. Yeah. That oh. game just looks good. Yeah. I've never been a huge fan of the orange lightsabers. I don't know why. Sure. But I just think with the orange blade and the gold hilt. It all matches. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good for me. See, I, I keep I like going it. back and forth. I have um like an all black lightsaber. Ooh. ooh. Or... Or I put on this one that has like a, it's a silver, but has like a blue teal tint to it, which that you sounds, must not have yet. Cause that, you, her eyes went big. That sounds dope. So, Maybe I just haven't paid attention. I don't know. That's cool, man. But yeah, there's, um, the first world I still haven't explored at all. Yep. And I, I feel like you still don't have access to everything yet. Yeah. There's a jump I've been trying to make. I'm like, there's no way. Yep. There's gotta be like a force jump that comes up that yep. gives you an extra b- boost to get over this area. I'm because the same thing. Yeah, because there's like there's enemies there. You can see like a chest hanging out, and yeah. it's like I gotta get over there. You see I, that giant dinosaur looking thing? Yeah, it's like a dragon. Too? What is that? On the first world? Yes. What is it? He, the dude talks about it in his if you get his force echoes. Oh, oh yeah, I've gotten all those, I believe. So he he mentions it. Also, the other thing I love about it is when you open up the map and you look at it, you you can see the completion percentages for each section yes. of the map. So. It, again, it's that whole like, oh, collecting everything. It's get that Assassin's Creed thing for me where I want to, I want to check all the boxes, you know, that's I live for that. I love it. I love it. So, it's yeah. always something to go for. And I feel like I did the smart thing because I didn't know if I was going to like the game and like full reviews really weren't out yet. And yep. On opening day, I paid for the EA access premiere yeah. and downloaded it. Good idea. Cause it's only 15 bucks rather than spending a full 60 on a game yep. that you don't know if you're going to like, but I do like. Yes. And I was actually semi-concerned as well because reviews didn't come out until the night before the game. Wait, actually, well, technically the day of. But yeah, it, I'm very happy so far. And the reviews are fantastic, so. Love it. Looks um, like you got one more game on there. I do, and it's brief. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. So there's a lot of concerns about this video game out there right now. If you haven't been paying attention, just go look it up. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh I don't have any of those concerns right now. I am not a Pokemon connoisseur, if you will. Sure. Um, I love Gen 1 and Gen 2. That's basically what I grew up on. I played a majority of the Pokemon games after the fact, but that's where it is. They all have nearly the same formula. It is what it is, right? I think Let's Go, like Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, made some great changes and great strides into making things not necessarily easier, but less mundane, right? It gets you to the best parts about a Pokemon game. Battling and catching fucking Pokemon. That's what you want to do, right? Yeah. Okay. So Sword and Shield does that as well. And I'm still very, very early on in the game, but I think the I, I like the visual style a lot. I think it's great. I think it's I think it's that people can complain all they want and criticize all they want and Maybe those criticisms are justified, but what I'm going to say is this. I believe that Pokemon Sword and Shield are going to be that stepping stone towards something bigger. This is the first time that they've really taken that chance, I guess you could say, with these open areas. It's not an open world. There are open wild areas that you can go to, right? I think this is that stepping stone to getting towards a potential open world Pokemon game somewhere down the line. Maybe not the next iteration, but maybe the one after that. Who knows? 
But I think this is a good stepping stone for that. I think they're testing the waters for something like that because the, the, you can clearly see from this so far that they want this to be something bigger. Um, yeah, I think the new Pokemon names are dumb because I think they just ran out of ideas. Everything past the 151, it was just dumb. No, no, Gen 2 were good. Gen 3 were good too. No. Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald? Those no. were some good Pokemans. First ones. All right. All right. Gen all right, 1. All right. Gen 1. No, just kidding. I mean, when you have a name like Charmander, a Fire Salamander, you know you're hitting oh, big time right there. <laughs> I, I, My experience with Pokemon Sword and Shield so far has just been watching King Gathalion. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, he's playing? Yeah. And uh, he, he got his chat interactive with it because every time he caught a new Pokemon... He did a random roll in his chat and it would pull a viewer and he would name the Pokemon after that viewer. Right? Oh, that's great. Yeah. So viewer was like, is it going to be me this time? Like everyone was like rooting to be one of the Pokemon. That's sweet. But then it was funny because if you weren't of importance, he's like, ah, you're going in the box. Like, <laughs> like congratulations, you won, but you're going in the box. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> to never see the light of day again. <laughs> um, that's fantastic. Yeah. It just made it really entertaining. A lot of fun to watch. Sweet. Is he enjoying it so far? It looks like he is. Okay. I really didn't get a um, large scope of what he was playing. Sure. like Or a large period of time to watch because Halo was on. Right. But it, he looked like he was enjoying himself. That's good because I'm also enjoying myself. Like I said, very early on, but when... um, I forgot what review it was, but there's a review that came out that said that this is the first time that this person's been genuinely excited about a Pokemon game and it instilled that nostalgia from the original series. Right. And when that was said, I'm like, I already knew I was going to get them, but that like instilled that in me where I haven't been excited for a Pokemon game in a long time. Like let's go was good. It was a good, like nostalgia thing to have, but X, Y, sun, moon, black, white, black, white, two diamond, pearl. No, I didn't care about any of them. And yeah, I just, I think this is great so far. And the, the, like I said, the quality of life changes that they've made instead of when you catch a Pokemon, your party's full, right? Instead of the Pokemon being immediately sent to the box automatically, you can now add it to your party immediately after it's been caught, or you can send it to your box. You can do that right away. Uh, moves, right? I fight against the Pokemon for the first time. I've never fought against it before. The information gets added to my Pokedex. The next time I fight that Pokemon, whenever I send a Pokemon out, the moves will state whether they're effective or not against that one. Yeah, that's great. Isn't that huge? Like, that's never happened before. And it's such... And now, yes, once you fight it for the second or third time, you know what it's going to be weak against. But it's just that minor convenience of being like, oh... That's awesome. Now I don't have to waste my time, right? Does it make it easier? Sure. But convenience, fantastic. I'll take that. Uh, you can also skip mo the most of the tutorials in this game too. If you've played a previous Pokemon game, guess what? You don't need to learn how to catch Pokemon anymore. <laughs> you can just do it. Nice. That's cool, right? Yeah. So, no, I like it so far. I think, dare I say it, because I'm a Halo fanboy. But these vocal minority Pokemon fanboys, man, wow. They are not happy. 
Uh-oh. So, this might sound a little crazy, but I haven't played a Pokemon game since Silver. Wow. It's been that long. Well, I think it's time for you to get a Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield. <laughs> Which one did you get? Both. Well, <laughs> is there a difference between the two? Uh, slightly different Pokemon between versions. And then there's, two, I think there's two different gym leaders per version as well. Like the, the same amount of gym leaders, right, but, but two, yes, two different among. Gotcha. Um, see. Realistically, if you're interested, look up, like just ha- grab an article tells you what the differences are. Yeah. Make your decision based off that. I think the legendary on sword looks way better. That's just me. Is it, it looks like a dark souls boss. The dog with the sword in its mouth Ooh. looks sick, right? Yeah. But then you have a shield, which is like a lion with a, with its mane as a giant shield. Looks pretty dope too. Hmm. It's up to you though. Look up the differences. Make your decision. If you want to okay. get it, I'll battle you. I'll, I'll trade with you. You can give me all your good Pokemon so I can blow through the game. Nope. Oh, damn. <laughs> all in all, I'm having a good time with it. Um, well, it's time for some shout-outs. First up, congratulations to Golden Boy on winning the Esports Award 2019 Host of the Year Award. The icon, the national treasure, now Esports Awards winner, Golden Boy. Did you vote for him? Did you vote at all? You didn't vote. I should just go sit in a fucking corner, uh, shouldn't I? I didn't vote. I I'm voted sorry. for him. All because of Will's vote? Yes, it was all me. I'll take credit. I'm expecting uh, Golden Boy. I'm expecting a uh, the award to be shipped here because it was all because of me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Golden Boy, I'm sorry that I just straight up didn't vote. See, but that just means that if he didn't win... I couldn't complain because I didn't cast my vote. You know, I didn't do my part. You know what I am going to vote for? The upcoming election. We're not going to talk about politics on the show. Uh, last shout out. Happy birthday to Gabriel. He's on Lux Gaming. Happy birthday, man. Actually, a, a third shout out that I didn't include here, but I'm going to include it now. Shout out to everybody who uh, was tuning in to the DreamHack stream. Was chatting with Will in the voice chat. I was not alone this time. You were not alone. I was not there. I was doing a house and family things. I apologize, but Will was there. Had a great time, I heard. And, it was uh, fun. Yeah. So shout out to everybody who was in there. Um, shout out to everybody who was joining in the discussion as well in the Discord. Will's going to plug it soon. And, uh, yeah. What? It just, towards the end of that tournament, it was... We'd been, I've been watching Halo for like 13 hours, right? Yeah. And my mind is fried. And I'm like, I'm just yelling like, someone please win so I can just go watch Walking Dead. Like, <laughs> get me out of my desk. I've been sitting here for so long. I was, it was dry. Like, I loved watching the tournament, right? But yeah. But there comes a time where it's like, this is I've been sitting in the same the spot for 12, 13 hours. Yeah. Let me go. I completely understand. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, that's it for the shout outs. What do we got for the community creations? It's a great question that I would ask you, but I've been asked myself. You're the one who. I, I, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meme Saturday. Monday. Wait, what? 
<laughs> you know what the best part was? You actually sounded like you were confused there. No, I can't I'm... tell if you were. That was so convincing. Like, oh my God. I, I yeah. That was, well, thanks. Oh, that on, you scared me. You almost hit, you had me going. Um, It's Saturday. It's unfortunate, you know? Fuck it. We're changing it back. Me Monday, <laughs> which is actually on Saturday. But, you know, check it out. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash halo. Uh, clips of the week numbers 27 and 28 by High Tech Redneck over on YouTube. Check out both videos. Because we're recording on a Monday night, she posted number 28. We're going to include it. Obviously. You know, by the time we end this show and I edit it, it's going to get to you in time to post right at midnight for freaking Tuesday. Boom. Also, guess what? What? Um, actually, no, I'm going to wait till you plug the show because I'm going to interrupt you. Um, (laughs) get excited. Uh, then when Halo 2 invaded planet earth, this is by Anthony John Agnello. It's over on the ringer.com. It's an article. Check it out. Okay. I have a, I have a question about the link here. Yes. It's the ringer.com. Yes. Forward slash a bunch of numbers and letters, which I now understand is the date. (laughs) 11, 11, 2019. Yeah. Some more numbers. Yep. It's Halo 2 anniversary, first person shooter, Xbox Master Chief history. I love bees. That's, that is the link. Why? Oh, that's a great question. Anyway, moving on. Blame the ringer.com. Um, blame tags. That's what I'm going to say. But no, it's an article in regards to the birthday of Halo 2. Go ahead and check it out. It's a good read. Then we have the return of Zios. It's a Halo 1 montage, his first and only, edited by Furion, a name that I haven't said in a very long time. Both names, as a matter of fact. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. Highly recommended. As a matter of fact, Zios, owner of Team Mantra, Zios was at DreamHack Atlanta. Zios was interviewed. Check that out as well. Next up, we have In Your Arms by Ishii. What? What? Did that come through on the mic? No. Oh, well, now I just look like an idiot. <laughs> just a straight up pause. Like, what the fuck was that? I'll delete we'll, this. No, I think you should keep it in. We'll just turn on its Xbox. I turned it off. It was actually on this oh, whole time. Oh, wow. Jesus. And fi- finally, DreamHack Atlanta highlights Halo 3. This is by Trespass over on YouTube. Check that out as well. Will, I'm not even going to... I'm not going to stall because I'm going to interrupt you very shortly. We'll plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. I'm waiting for the interrupt. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Citrus, Spotify. Oh, God. So Podbean. Podbean. So there's an issue. And I learned that I'm going to have to do something manually from now on, which is fine. It's perfectly fine. Did it before. I'll do it again. Um, we're going to have to upload the YouTube video manually. Oh. Because remember when we recorded the last episode late? Yeah. You can't upload a video to YouTube through Podbean once every seven days. Oh. So since we typically, right, we typically record on a Sunday evening and yeah. we schedule that Monday it hadn't been that seven days, so I'm pretty damn sure that episode 100 never went on YouTube. 
Damn. Yep. So I'll I'll get it manually on there. But yeah, that's that's my interruption. I'm sorry. I was I was paying attention throughout the week to see if it was going to go up. Just be like, oh, maybe it just has to wait seven days until it goes up. It's I don't think it ever did. So gotcha. Yeah. If if this one posts, then this one posts. But moving forward, I'll probably just manually do it. Okay. Make it easier. Go ahead. Continue plugging the anyway, show. Like I was saying, we are on iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as Podcast. well. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And join the Discord. Join the community discussion. That's where I was all weekend, hanging out, talking to the lovely folks over there. Discord. Shout out to Silos, Beth, High Tech Redneck, Paul, she jumped in, Justin LaFleche. Goalie Sniper. Goalie Sniper. Um, I think Feistro jumped in for a little bit. I don't really remember people. A couple people were in and out and King Abyss can't f- forget. King Abyss was there too. Feistro King Abyss. Thanks Josh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we do the halo watch and listen along in there. Yes. There's the IRL channel, all of our great uh, Halo discussion channels. Josh is reorganizing and that's what he's going to talk about. I just stole his thunder. You didn't steal my thunder. No, not at all. You're right though. I did. I did a channel squish. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, there's a lot of channels. Yes. Now there are not so many. Still a decent amount. But yeah, not but I think many. now they're e- like they're easily distinguishable between one another. Right. Like there's a section for the podcast stuff. There's a section for video games, and then IRL. Like that's basically it at this point. All right. You can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for HGS Pro Talk on your Xbox. Xbox. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and Esportspedia. Search for us on the Googles. You'll find us. We're out there. Google. Josh. Will. We're, we're, we're closing in on two and a half hours. We are. Vicky wants to go to sleep. Yes. I, she's probably uh, annoyed with us being loud over here. Sorry. I have homework to do still. Oh, gosh. It's going to be a late night for Crame Dog Millionaire. Well, what, tell them what's on the next episode so we can get out of here. Thank you, Will. On the next episode of HGS Pro Talk, we have the SWAT Nation $650 2v2 SWAT anniversary results, the Halo Wars 2 World Series results, and the HGS Pro Talk All-Star Community... Uh, we know. Oh, I, no, oh, you no, messed, I it messed it up, but that just means I get to say it again. The HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HPTCASB for short matchup number three, Frosty versus Ace results, and the HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HPTCASB for short matchup number four, Will... Discussion. What is our matchup number four? Oh, gosh. Uh, put me on the spot here. I don't have it ready. I'm sorry. This but is why we, it wasn't in the show notes because I didn't know who it's going to be. We are going to go. This one might be a little bit more difficult Ooh, than I the like ones difficult. in the past. I like difficulty. Snakebite. Snakebite. Against APG. Ooh. Two teammates. Two teammates. Yes. Well, two now teammates. Current term. Yeah. Termates. Teammates. <laughs> yep. I think that'll be a little bit more interesting conversation. I think so, too. Remember when I said I like difficulty? Yeah. Just not in Star Wars Jedi File and Order. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 101 for HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. And uh, thank you for... You know what? Okay, hold on. Hold on, Will. I know we want to end the show. I'm just going to say this. For people who made it this far, I'm going to apologize for a couple things. One, I'm sorry if I sounded very rude against DreamHack and all that stuff. I apologize for swearing a lot during that and during the reach on PC December 3rd information. 
And then also I, I want to apologize if I sounded like I was throwing 343 shade or under the bus or anything like that because that's not what I meant to do at all. Like I said, I want tournament organizers to get better. I want tournaments to be better, not just for us, but for the people there, for the people playing, so on and so forth. And I know they want it to be better as well. Just want to bring some issues to the table. And then for 343, I imagine it's not all their fault. I imagine Microsoft or some other people are coming down on them. They want to get these out, especially before Infinite releases. I just really, really hope that we have a solid release for not just Reach, but every other game in MCC and Infinite as well. So again, I apologize. That's my justification. Live with it or not. You guys formulate your own opinion. Yell at me if you want to. I don't care. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 101 of HTS Pro Talk. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week where we're going to talk about some more competitive Halo. But until then, bye-bye.